just like Sir Mix-a-Lot. This anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. I'm looking at you, J-Lo. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that's exactly the premise of the movie. I was hoping you were going to go with, um, I'm a snack. Oh. A snakey snack. <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> no. Oh. All right, anyway. So, on this episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror, we will be diving deep into that 1997 cult classic, Anaconda. I'm a snack. I'm a snack. I love it. Oh, it's going to be right. fun. <laughs> Here we go. The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. And I'm Anya. Thank you for tuning in so you can listen to two annoying girls talk about bad-looking snake. Yes, on this, what is now, oh my god, I can't speak. Did you hear me just have a stroke? <laughs> Christ. On this, which is now, um, the fourth episode mm-hmm. of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Yay for us! Look at that. We are now, what is it? What is math? A third of the way through our premiere season. Wow. If you're gonna call it that, yeah. Look. We're fucking cranking them out. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. You're doing a pretty Even if job. nobody else is listening. Um, all right, so yeah, I mean, Anaconda. Anaconda. There's so much to say. So, so much to say. I, personally, Anaconda is a movie that I grew up with. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. horror. I mean, I think you did as well, but I watched horror, like, very, very, very young. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my 10th birthday party, Scream 3 was, like, a staple. I was like, this is my favorite movie, because I had seen all of them. And so, like, Anaconda was just one that I always watched for some reason. I think it was, like, the easier version version of Jaws for, like, mm-hmm. an eight-year-old. So mm-hmm. I was really into it, but I hadn't seen it probably since I was, like, 12 years old. So this was an experience, and I would like to know what you thought since you had not seen it before. Oh, I've seen it before oh, this. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You saw it once, right? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, my experience with it is, like, Anaconda's always one of those movies where it's, like, she lives on the Sci-Fi Network, baby. <laughs> like, that's her home. Um... So, like, I think throughout the year, I mean, sci-fi is pretty good about playing ridiculous horror throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think in my my youth on cable, I definitely have, like, I knew what Anaconda was. I, like, knew of its existence. I'm sure I saw, like, snippets of it here and there. But it wasn't until, um, oh, God, maybe it was October. Yeah, I feel like you watched it October. really recently. Yeah, that I, like, sat down and watched for the first time. And to be quite honest, like, it wasn't until this viewing that I feel like I actually absorbed everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like if you, there was so much fun I was watching it this time. I was like, wait, what? Wait, that happens? Yeah, it's a really I, complicated I feel like I remember, movie for, like, such a stupid movie. I, I know, and it's like, I mean, y'all, it's a bad movie. I don't know that you need us to say that, but, like, it is. Shocker. But, like, for being a bad movie, well, we'll get into it. But essentially, yeah, my experience was watching it for the first time in October and then rewatching it now. And the funny thing is, when I watched it in October, I watched it with my mom mm-hmm. because my mom is in love with J-Lo. She has, like, made it very clear that she would, like, leave my father for her, Ooh, like, and I support it fully. Um, the amount of car rides I've had to sit through with her, like, singing J-Lo. <laughs> like, what is that one song? She has, like, Pitbull, like, Get on the Floor. Like, girl. <laughs> Oh, no, Marisa. Nightmares. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, but so uh, this is something that was so random. 
we were watching it, and obviously there's the opening credits where they give everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And I think it, in the order it goes, I think it says, like, Jennifer Lopez and then Ice Cube. Yep. I don't know, like, part of me is like, girl, what are you talking about? Because when we watched it, like, Ice Cube's name comes up. And I assume that most people, like, are aware of Ice Cube, right? Like, you at least know who that is. You would think. Like, you don't have to be, like, a fan of Ice Cube or, like, listen to his music Mm -hmm. or follow him to be like, yes, I'm aware who Ice Cube is. But his name comes up on the screen. And she's like, Ice Cube? Okay, I guess I'm just going to go by Dill Pickle from now on. Oh, my God, that's already a person. I know. I was like, first of all, ma'am, that's identity theft. Yes, it is. And I was just, like, it was just, like, so ridiculous where it's, like, you know, classic, like, white mom bullshit Mm -hmm. of being, like, why would somebody name themselves an ice cube? Would she have been okay if it was vanilla ice? Girl, that's my thing. It's, like, her white ass would probably be, like, oh, I know who vanilla ice is. And she would be, like, like, that's his name. What do you mean? Not to drag my mother to the Not to say that your mom is problematic because she's delightful and I love her. I love your mom. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so that was my, that was truly the thing I remembered the most about Anaconda from the first watch. When I went to watch it yesterday, I was like, oh, remember when my mom said she wanted to go buy dill pickles because she was an idiot? <laughs> she will be hearing from Stu Pickles' lawyers. Yeah. She will. Lawyer up, bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyhow. Okay, so I guess we will just dive right into my background information and fun facts I found. Um, first and foremost, if you want to watch Anaconda before we trash it fully, um, it is available to stream um, but it is mm-hmm. also free on youtube and on crackle although i believe crackle probably has commercials so, i think crackle always yeah. has that so i would say yeah. if you ha- if you want to go the free route probably try youtube first um but it is available in some good spots so please watch it or honestly maybe mm, we did the work so you don't have to watch it but like look yeah i mean this is one well you know what we're not going to we're not going to jump ahead motherfuckers okay. you have to listen to this whole thing to see if we're going to recommend you watch it or not i mean yes or you can just watch it now and then you know do whatever the fuck you want to do okay i can't control I you I, i'm just a, a voice in your ear um yes okay so ahem, anaconda you don't know any of these facts which is the fun part of this um yeah i know nothing i start off you know with your basics and then i get kind of fun um, so Anaconda was made in 1997 um, by a Peruvian director named Luis Losa. I hope that's how you say his name. Um, uh-huh. He has made he had made a ton of movies. He made one that I think was probably his biggest success called Sniper in 1993. Um, is it the Mark Wahlberg one? No, it was with. I mean, what the fuck is the Mark Wahlberg one? Do you know what I'm talking about? Shooter. Wait, is it Shooter? shooter. Yeah, no, this is 1993. It is. It's with Tom Berenger and Billy Zane. We do love Billy Zane in this house. Billy Zane. Um, so that, I feel like that was probably his most successful film up until that point. Um, obviously, Anaconda is now his like magnum opus, if you ask me. Um, but he only—I mean, it's the only one that I know. True. So. And he's only made one film since Anaconda, which is a—I think it's a Peruvian film called *The Feast of the Goat*. Didn't really look okay. up much about it, but it's the last thing he made. He does, like, a lot of producing and stuff, but he has not directed. Um, but, so one thing that's interesting about Anaconda, which is kind of similar to when we did Killer Clowns, is that it actually had a very large budget. It was a budget mm-hmm. of $45 million. Mm-hmm. Which, as you know, we've talked about it, you know, a low budget is usually, um, you know, an element of B-horror, but it is not necessary because, because a lot of these, uh, there's definitely films that we're going to cover on here, mm-hmm. and obviously that we have covered with Killer Clowns and now with Anaconda, where it's like, you, there can be like big budget releases, girl, that like, but they so much draw from like what is canon of B-horror. Like, 
like killer clowns, very much Anaconda, like plate, like the fact that you can watch Anaconda and it was like kind of like the last big studio release of like a huge animal monster creature feature. Because now when you see anything that's even resembles Anaconda, girl, it's like straight to fucking cable on sci-fi. I will say with the exception of an excellent movie that came out last year, which I don't know if you saw, which is- Crawl. Girl, what do you mean what you don't know if I saw? Did you see we Crawl? talked about Crawl. I don't remember. I love Crawl. Crawl's so good. Crawl is what Anaconda... Roberto's gonna be pissed off that we said that because he did not like Crawl. Roberto, you're sweet, but you're wrong in this one instance. Crawl was so good. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. Should we do a mini-sode on Crawl? Oh my god. I think it might be. I think we might have to. Um, I mean, there's like a lot of mini-sodes we could pull from this one, but we'll Crawl get Crawl is that. absolutely what Anaconda wanted to be. Ooh. I recommend everyone pause, go watch Crawl, come back. Go watch Anaconda and then (laughs) double feature Anaconda and Crawl. That sounds good. Um, That's an excellent double feature. We're giving such good recommendations today. Um, So when it opened, um, no surprise, it got pretty bad reviews. Um, It has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, I've seen worse, honestly. But 39... I think fucking House of Wax 2005 had worse. Really? That's fucked up. Girl, what did I even say? I don't remember now, but now I'm pissed. Because, yeah. I'm pressed about it that. It has a 39%. Um, but despite the bad reviews, obviously it was still a very successful box office hit. It grossed over a million, $100 million. Um, and this is a really weird thing that um, despite all the bad reviews it got, it did get one pretty good review from Roger Ebert, who <laughs> rated it three and a half out of four. And he really on his king shit with that I know, one. and he called it quote a slick, scary, funny creature feature, beautifully photographed and splendidly acted in high adventure style. Beautifully photographed. Did you see the fucking <laughs> color grading on this film? Jesus Christ! The what the CGI? fuck was he watching? Yeah, he he really liked it. So, um, if you trust him and you want to go watch it now, even for that, please go watch it. I gotta say, have you ever seen a documentary about his life called Life Itself? Which is so good. I love it. I watched it with my dad. Ugh, mems. Um, But even though I love the documentary and I'm like, yes, King, whatever, I like, I feel like so rarely I actually agree. I like, Mm -hmm. there's so many times when people are like, he actually gave this movie that you love, like, an awful review. And I'm like, good thing I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I usually don't. I mean, from what I've looked up in the past, I don't typically agree with a lot of his yeah. reviews, but also I don't have a lot in common with him, so it makes sense. Yeah, you know? there it is. Um, so, because it was such a box office success, you know that means they want to make more, they want to make that money. So Correct. This movie spawned four more movies. Um, oh, I thought there was only three others. There are four There's more. Four? There's four? four more. Um, and the very last one in the, you know, I guess canon of Anaconda is Lake Placid versus Anaconda. That's what it is. Which is okay, so fucking yeah. fun because actually, I mean, I had a good time with Lake Placid when I watched it in like January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So can't believe I might have to go through the Anaconda series now. Uh, I know, but I mean, oof. it it makes logical sense in the oh, same yeah. way that a Freddy versus Jason movie was inevitable, or Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like your horror icons in your respective little subgenre. Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. they're going to pit we you against each other. We can somehow make it that they're in the same body of water. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Um, there was actually also a re- reboot planned for 2020. But unfortunately, this is just yet another thing that COVID has taken from us. 
because god damn I'm, I'm just hoping I, it's been halted and not scrapped completely but there was plans for that this year i mean if it's going straight to sci-fi girl we don't gotta worry about it they'll handle it that's true i'll watch it you know i will i hope jayla yeah, makes an appearance Ooh, wouldn't that be incredible that would be fucking dope i would love it um, so this movie is actually also listed as one of the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made by the founder of the Razzie Awards. So I would agree with that. He, he really likes it. And it was actually nominated for six Razzies this year that it was, um, you know, it came I was talking about in 2020. No, no, no. I was like, what the, the fuck? Are out, we that desperate? No. When it, uh, it came out, it was nominated for six Razzies, but unfortunately it did not win anything. So I feel like that's honestly the biggest fucking like fuck you like your movie's so bad it's nominated for worst movie but like you lost you can't even you can't, win yeah that. exactly yeah. it's like well you know what then i want to win it because at least i'll get like a prize of some kind right now um there oh i also don't know if you can hear this but my cat is just fully on his back legs scratching at the door to get in because he's desperate so i can hear his little thuds at the door yeah, if you hear that that's all that is kruger's a fucking psycho um there was also a laundry list of big names who were in t- either in talks to be in the movie or just, like, being considered by casting directors for roles in the movie. The IMDb mm-hmm. trivia for this film is, like, 90%. Just, like, this person was almost cast. This person was almost cast. And it was, like, so painful to go through. So I obviously could not give you all of them. So I just picked out some ones that I thought were funny. Okay. And I would love to, like, reimagine this film with this cast instead. Mm-hmm. So... People who were almost in the film were Jennifer Aniston, Nicole... I think I knew that. It may make sense. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I could see that. Nicole Kidman, which, fuck. no. Sandra Bullock. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck you mean? You got beef with Nicole? No, I'm obsessed with Nicole Kidman. She is oh. She is above this movie. No, no, no. Oh, She's oh. just so high up. Like, she can't do Anaconda. No. No, 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 no. I mean, I think it's fair to say, though, because, like, we're not trying to beef on fucking J-Lo, because J-Lo is also, at least now where she is, especially with her acting career, is above a movie like Anaconda. Sandra Bullock, which, honestly, I would have loved to see Sandy in that role. I could see it. I would love it. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson. As uh, J-Lo's character? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine a scene? Um, Wait, 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 wait. Not to spoil shit, but we finna spoil some shit. Imagine the scene... With fucking Jack Nicholson playing J-Lo's part oh, when he yes. has to fucking kiss John Voight. Yes. Oh! Incredible. And imagine that John Voight was actually played by the next person, which is Ray Romano. Oh, wait. Ooh. I gotta lie down. <laughs> I gotta lie down. Wait, I'm, I'm literally have tears in my eyes. I'm picturing this literal <sighs> alternate universe where everything is right in the world. <sighs> There's no fucking coronavirus. There's no fucking police brutality. There's no anything. And also Anaconda was made with Ray Romano and Jack Nicholson. And Jack Nicholson still wears the nude lipstick that J-Lo puts on. Yeah, wait, <laughs> wait. We can't even talk about it. We gotta, we gotta wait. <laughs> okay, um, just because I can't top it, the other two quick ones who were also gonna be in it were Tom Hanks and Harrison Ford. What? Yeah. No, fuck. Fuck. Like two, like those are like some big fucking names for this little movie. <sighs> like, what the fuck? And I want to be clear. And in 1997. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is like dog. This is like 
probably a fifth of the celebrities that were listed. Like, it was a but long But was this saying, list. like, you know, like, the director or whatever, like, wanted them? Or was it saying, like, these motherfuckers were considering It was a couple. It was, like, a combination. It was, like, some were just, like, this is who, like, they would like to cast. And, like, some people who, oh, like, right. were talking to them about, like, being in it. Because, girl, there's definitely dream cast that we all are, like, oh, yeah. wouldn't it be amazing we got this person? But, like, we live in reality. Yeah. Like, I wish we lived in reality with Jack Nicholson and Ray Romano. Tongue kissing. We cannot, unfortunately. We're not there yet. And my last little fun fact for you, because as you have now seen the movie, you might think a $45 million budget, like, it's a fucking... I think I know what you're going to say, It's a rickety-ass boat on the water. Like, where is this money going? Well, the CGI for the anacondas cost a whopping $100,000 per second of screen time. I... <laughs> the way that that is just like so Ooh. and once again I feel like in a contest movie that a lot of people have already seen so you might not have to even watch it before listening to this episode or if you've stopped and you've listened and you're coming back love you thank you for coming back to us regardless if you've seen even a second of this movie mm-hmm. a second of this CGI snake I know that you cannot fucking wrap your head around that number in the slightest it, it, oh my god like if you had told me it was $100,000 for the film if you, if you fucking told me they cost them 20 bucks to do the entire fucking CGI for this film, I would have said, wow, they ripped them off. Wow. So fun. So good. Incredible. So that's a little bit of background on this excellent movie. And, um, This true fucking 1997, the year I was born, masterpiece. Oh my god. You were born Isn't in 97? So yes, oh I'm a god. fucking fetus. Wow. I'm like your mother. Um, well, if you had, like, a fucking baby when you were, what, like, five? <laughs> yeah, five. Uh, whatever. It's just anyone that's born, like, almost in the 2000s, I'm like, I can't fathom it. I'm like, what? what? Huh? Even though they're, like, 20 now. I still. Even though I'm ancient. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God, I can't. Anyway, do you have anything else that you would like to add before we jump into the movie itself? Um, I'm sure it's gonna get brought up while we're talking, but, because we kind of already brought it up when we were talking about Crawl, but more so, it's just, like, this is one of the many movies that Jaws inspired. Oh, there's moments that I will which, talk like, about in depth with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's gonna be a lot of moments we're gonna bring up, which is why I was saying, we should we do a Crawl mini-sode for this month? Mm-hmm. Also, part of me was like, should we do a fucking Jaws oh mini-sode? Like, should we do both? I don't give a fuck. Because I just um, watched Jaws. You know, I'm about to watch Jaws 3 and get terrified by that fucking whale. Girl, I don't remember the whale. I'm sorry. I have a very small segue. I have a terrifying fear of killer whales. I'm not going to explain it. It's it's real. It's there. I can't do it. Eventually, I'm going to pressure her into watching Orca for this podcast. Oof. We'll get there. Oof. We'll get there. Um, but anyways, Jaws. Um, because obviously, Jaws like is a masterpiece. Like Legitimately, like yeah. I don't think that's debatable. And if you want to debate it, you're just wrong. It is a masterpiece. Um uh, but since then, which was, I have this kind of subgenre in my head, and maybe other people look at it this way too, where, like, obviously, like, something like Anaconda is a creature feature. Mm-hmm. But it's a creature feature for me that's different than, like, a creature feature like Killer Clowns. Like, obviously, like, the whole thing is, like, the monster or whatever in the movie is, like, a creature, a monster, whatever. But, like, Anaconda, even though, like, there's no sense of reality in this movie, but there is, I guess, a tiny sliver of it because, like, snakes are real. Right. Like, snakes and anacondas exist in the world. What if there was just, like, an abnormally huge one that was out to get us. And, like, I feel like there's a million of those movies since Jaws. There was Anaconda. There's shit like fucking Lake Placid. There's shit like one of our faves, Arachnophobia. Like, any of those fucking spider horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that shit, like, like, spawned from Jaws. Oh, yeah. Because, like, 
well, how could you not? Like, with its success. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, everyone's going to then try to rip that off. And it's just, like, an easy premise where you're like, okay, well, if you can make, like, I mean, sharks kind of were already scary. Like, obviously, Jaws just took it to that next level. But, like, if you take any creature, like, that's that's scary, a spider, a crocodile, a snake. Fucking. And now let's put it on a large scale. They've also done it with animals that aren't scary. Like, I just watched the Australian movie, Boar. Like, a, bo- oh, yeah. a boar is not scary, but, like, they made it scary, or they tried to. Right, because they're like, this boar is fucking, like, the size exactly. of a goddamn SUV. Make any like, animal, like, massive, it's gonna be scary. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, almost direct comparisons into things as well, because, like, obviously, like, a huge part of Jaws takes place where they're, like, out on the water and on mm-hmm. a boat, and they're, like, searching for this thing, they're hunting it, and that, like, truly in its own way becomes the fucking plot somehow, a fucking anaconda. Like, this movie's a goddamn mess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's just, like, a lot going on. But we'll, we'll bring up Jaws, I'm sure, like, a few more times in the episode. Yeah, but that's why I wanted to do this specific movie, because, I mean... We've been wanting to, you know, do summery movies in the summertime, and nothing says summer like an anaconda in the water with J-Lo. Right. And also, we haven't done, a, like, a creature feature like this before. Like, we've done two, like, kind of slasher movies, and then, yeah, Killer Clowns is technically, like, a creature feature, but not in the same sense. It's absolutely, like, a whole, it's a whole subgenre of its own. I mean, debatably, every movie we've done so far is a summer movie. Because Sleepaway Camp, Summer Camp, Tourist Trap is, mm-hmm. like, going on a fucking summer trip with your friends. Killer Clowns, I mean, is just, like, very, like, summer carnival drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. And Anaconda, like, girl, when you're in the Amazon, it is always summer. Absolutely. Ooh, let's get talking about All right, about let's this just get into movie. it. Like, there's so much to cover. <sighs> okay, good luck to me. Um, yeah, okay. for real. Opening, just the opening, because they have to establish, you know, either plot, their characters. It's really dense, so I, um, I had, it took me, I think, a half an hour to watch the first nine minutes of the movie, because I was, God, I know, I was like, what is happening? Um, okay, so we open on, you know, your classic scrolling red text with this dramatic score that has, like, these subtle, like, drum beats underneath it. It feels, like, very tribal- which mm-hmm. is obviously what it was meant to be because, like, we're set in the Amazon. We're, like, they're looking for tribes. So that's the score that it starts with. It's very dramatic. Um, and the text reads, quote, Tales of monstrous, man-eating anacondas have been recounted for centuries by tribespeople of the Amazon basin, some of whom are said to worship these giant snakes. Anacondas are among the most ferocious and enormous creatures on Earth, growing in certain cases as long as 40 feet. Unique among snakes, they are not satisfied after eating a victim. They will regurgitate their prey in order to kill and eat again. So that's the movie right there. Like, dog. It's, but the thing is, like, it's not even the movie because, like, let me tell you how both those paragraphs are the most unnecessary bullshit at the beginning of this movie. Because mm-hmm. the first one is talking about, like, oh, like, you know, this, like, your classic, like, legends are told about blah, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, and they're talking about, like, oh, like, some of them, like, worship them. We never get a second of that. The closest we get is, like, they come across a fucking totem. And everyone was just really. J- yeah, they just tell you, you they just tell you, like, three times, like, they worship them. And I'm like, okay, I get it. We, like, never see that. It never plays any role other than the fact that, like, there's occasionally a totem. So you're like, we might be in snake territory. Like, would you could have done a million... You could have just put the totems there. And I, I don't need you to tell me that at the beginning of the movie. And then, like, the fucking Anaconda fun facts. If you're fucking coming to the, a movie called Anaconda, you know exactly what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a huge-ass fucking snake killing people. I don't need the fucking, you know... 
National Geographic fucking fun facts about the anaconda. The only thing I would say is like maybe the thing about regurgitating because obviously that comes into play. But even that could just be a fucking John Voight throwaway line where he's like, I'm not even going to do the accent. We'll get to that. Like him fucking doing that awful Cajun, I think, accent of him being like, a fucking A. Like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, they regurgitate their prey to eat them. Like, I didn't need this fucking scroll at the beginning. They just, like, wanted to be so dramatic. Well, I also feel like the moment that we're going to talk about, like, near the end where it happens is, like, one of the more effective Dog. moments for me. And <laughs> I think it's fun. I was like, oh! Um, okay, well, effective and fun, I feel like, are two different things whatever. I, when we're talking I, about it, this. It was, like, it was a nice change of pace from, like, how kind of, like, convoluted and boring it can be for a big chunk of it. So I I feel like telling me at the beginning kind of just, like, ruins it. I'm like, I wish I could have just experienced it and not, like, been told so I well, knew the whole the time thing. it was going to happen. It's just, like, you know that when they say some shit like that, you're like, cool, so someone's going to get regurgitated. Like, there's no fucking reason you would tell me that if that's not going to happen. Anaconda is definitely not made and was not marketed, I'm sure, to people with large IQs. Doesn't mean that people are watching it like me and you aren't fucking geniuses. But at the end of the day, this was not fucking highbrow cinema. No, this was not going to be nominated for any Oscars. No. So that's how the movie starts. And then we fade onto a, like a very peaceful, beautiful river. And the score changes, and it's now like, these beautiful flutes and everything's very calm and it's like okay this is nice i can fuck with this so we just kind of as the credits are coming you're you're getting j-lo and you're getting ice cube we're just fading in and out of images of the river you know here's this part of the river fade into this part of the river and there's a lot of trees over here fade over here there's even more trees we're getting dense and then it fades Mm -hmm. into the sky and as the sky starts to get dark the like tribal like dun 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 music comes back in and you're like, oh shit, it's spoopy. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And then we fade to a dead body that is lying amongst all these like branches and leaves and the trees with, that are within the water. It's nighttime now. There's a fucking dead body. And the camera pans down so that it is now right on the water's edge. So it kind of changes your perception to feel more like a, like a point of view shot. Like a classic slasher POV. Um, mm-hmm. And we... As we're panning down, we hear a man in the distance calling for help. So we cut on board this tiny little boat to find who? Danny motherfucking Trejo. That's who. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it. I just recently, for the first time, which is a whole tangent, which I will spare you all from, um, watched From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yes. You did tell me this. Um, And, like, not even low-key, like, high-key before he becomes, spoiler, a vampire in that movie... I was like, why is Danny Trejo so fucking hot right now? Like, oh my god. I, like, when I tell you my jaw is on the fucking floor, more so than when Quetta Tarantino is drinking fucking, no, I can't even talk about it. It makes me ill. Anywho, but like, I, I just like was so like blown away by like literally how attracted <laughs> I was to him. And he kind of like has this, I mean, those movies, one was fucking from Dust Till Dawn made. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, I'm sure within a few years. It was in the 90s. 96? Um, I have no idea, honestly. Probably. But, like, I mean, we don't really see a lot of him here, but I was just like, hey. I just fucking love Danny Trejo. I think he's so great. He's so funny. And, like, oh. Yeah, I was right. 96. Ha, 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 ha. I'm so good. Um, 
Yeah, I just love Danny Trejo. He just, like, makes everything more badass for being in it. Right. So I was immediately interested. Um, and so he is on his little radio, and he's calling for help in Portuguese, and he's trying to get someone to respond to him. Um, and we cut back from the boat, and we go to the water, and the music speeds up really fast, and the camera starts to, like, you know, move side to side, and, like, go quick, really quickly towards the boat. So you're like, obviously something is in this water, it's going at him. Right. Um, so back on board, for some reason he has a cage full of monkeys, and he also has two other cages with, like, birds in them. For some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know why, and because oh, you don't well, I I know why, but I, oh, I just, it's, oh, we're gonna get I just to realized, it. I just realized, yeah, I also just realized <laughs> that you said it. I hate that part. I can't. I don't. I want to skip that whole section of the movie. Uh, okay, um, but because animals are, you know, very intuitive and they're very smart, they can always tell when something is wrong before people, and so. The monkeys are going fucking berserk. They're screaming their little cute little heads off. They're rattling on their cages. The birds are fucking flying around going crazy. So you know shit's about to go down. Um, Danny, also, by the way, just I think we should get out of the way now. I don't know any of these characters' names aside from maybe two of them. Oh, yeah. Like, mostly people we're going to refer to as the actors' names. Yeah, I just... Just because, like... In a movie with J-Lo and Ice Cube, you think I'm going to fucking call them? I don't even remember Terry what their names Danny. are. Terry and Danny? No, I'm not doing that. No, it's J-Lo and Ice Cube. Exactly. I know a couple of the characters' names that I used throughout, but, like, the big actors, I just used their names. Yeah. Um, so, Danny Trejo <laughs> continues calling for help, um, and then he feels something rock up against his boat, which fucking scares the shit out of him. So, he runs over, and he grabs what I believe was a hammer with some nails, and he also was holding a handgun in his other hand. As he's running off screen, we get this, like, very, very brief moment of seeing a newspaper clipping on the wall, but you cannot tell what it is. You're just like, that's a newspaper clipping, moving on. Um, Right. So you're like, oh, I'm sure that will come back, because it does. Um, So -hmm. he goes over, and he starts to nail a board across the door to his boat so that he can lock himself in. One of the floorboards at his feet starts to, like, shift and lift up, and when... It lifts up, it throws, like, all the nails that were on the ground up into the air, and we get this, like, really weird slow motion shot of, like, the nails rising up towards his face, and then, like, this reaction shot of his just eyes really big. It's so good. He's such a good actor. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mwah, chef's kiss. So good. I love that you're taking so much time to talk about him when he's literally in the movie for about three minutes. Well, I told you that I did really intense notes for the beginning of this movie, because there's a lot (laughs) happening. Um, So... You know, other boards start to move up and down, and then they kind of just explode underneath his feet, and he's thrown up into the air. But like a cat, he lands on his feet, and he rips off the board that he was just nailing, and he runs outside. You know, he falls on his deck, he crashes into the animal cages, he's a fucking mess, he's running. He starts climbing up some stairs, he's shooting behind him, trying to get whatever it is that's coming after him. And he finally makes it all the way up to the top, and he gets to the mast of the ship, and he just, like, hugs that baby. He's just you know, holding on to it for dear life. And so my naive ass was like, oh, you know, he just thought I'm going to get to the highest point so that whatever this creature is can't get me. So obviously the fucking snake's going to come and it's going to get him. No, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. They trick you. We get this sad little close-up of his face and he puts that fucking gun to his head and then respectfully we cut back to this wide shot of the boat and we just hear the gun go off in the distance. R.I.P. Well, I think... I think I originally, because I can't, there's no reason why he would, like, have to get up to this, like, fucking crow's nest to kill himself. Right. 
Like, you could just do that down below. I think it's one of those things where, like, in the moment he's like, I'm sure he doesn't want to die. No. But so he's, like, running, 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 and gets up, and he kind of, like, does this shit where he kind of, like, glances back. So it's kind of one of those unspoken things where, like, we can't see what it is yet. Yes. But it's kind of this moment of, like, he knows that, like, he yeah, he tried to get up there, but that's not going to keep him safe. Whatever is coming after him is still coming after him. still going to get him. So, which, like, spoiler, it's the fucking anaconda, <laughs> which he was like, if you guys didn't put it together. What? It was? Like, what? Wait, what oh was it? Oh, my God. This movie's about snakes? Wait a minute. Oh, my God. What did we, what was this called again? I didn't watch the right movie, I don't think. Oh, God, I fucked up. <laughs> Shit, I thought this was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I wish, God damn it. I wish it was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Large Marge, baby. Ooh. Anyhow, for another time, for another time. Um, but I think it was just like, then it was a moment of like, well, I'm going to die. Right. So now I can just do it quick and like instant or I can like suffer as this anaconda like right. fucking like crushes every bone in my body. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. But yeah, n- nevertheless, RIP, I wish he was in it more. But I mean, me too. He was hot. So that is... Your opening dramatic scene of Anaconda. So now Mm -hmm. we move over to a different shot of this river, and we see this, like, big-ass building, and words come up on screen, and I looked this up to say it because I didn't want to get it wrong, and it says, Aria Jungle Hotel, Brazil, Mm -hmm. deep in the Amazon. And so you're like, all right, we're in the Amazon. This is a bougie-ass hotel. Got it. Right. We go inside. Who do we see? But our queen, J-Lo. Miss J-Lo. We love J-Lo. Cutie patootie. So she's sitting at her little desk wearing a nice little, like, white nightgown, looking up shit about Amazonian tribes, doing research because she's so smart. She hears a little noise, and we cut to the water really quick, but of course nothing happens. And it's just like, ooh, things are going to go on. Um, She hears a knock on her door then, so she, like, throws on this cute little sweater, and she opens it, and we meet one of the only people in the movie who I'm going to call by their character's name, um, which is Professor Kale. And like, leave it to this, like, truly, like, string-being-ass white guy to be called Kale. Well, yeah, he's the worst, so, I mean... Okay, he's not the worst. I, he's not great, but, like, of like if we're rating people in this movie of, like, being bad... I would say he's the second... My second least favorite character. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're talking about, like, personal favorites. Yeah. I just, like, find him so obnoxious. He's just, like, one of those, like, academics who, like, thinks he's better than you, and I just can't. No. Don't have time. We'll get into it. I don't we'll have time for it. it. So I described him in my notes as a kind of dirty-looking blonde guy in an explorer-type outfit. Dog, he's a ginger. Yeah, I I think I wrote blonde, and then I think I knew he was a ginger. I'm also <laughs> I think a you were being a little too nice. Well, he was also no, he's, covered he's in, dirty like, blonde. No, he was, like, I, by dirty, I mean, like, he was, like, physically, like, dirty. He had, like, dirt all over himself. Oh, well, yeah. And I was like, ugh, gross. Um, so he's just, like, this light-haired white guy in a fucking, like, Jumanji outfit. Like, the new Jumanji. Um, so, <laughs> Thank you for fucking clarifying. Well, yeah, the old Jumanji wouldn't make sense. Um... <laughs> think people are fucking (laughs) i'm just imagining somebody listening to this and being like well is she talking about the new jumanji or the old jumanji because if she's talking about the old jumanji that's not correct (laughs) whatever i'm gonna bring up the old jumanji later anyway all right um so she lets him in um and she's like oh hi like when did you get here and he said oh like a couple days ago like i've been out talking to guides trying to find our tribe and so through their conversation in this hotel room we gather that 
They're there to find this hidden tri- tribe of people so that they can study their behavior because they have never been like documented before. And he believes that they're in a certain part of the river, which is where they're going to go. It also becomes very clear that he is the scholar. He's the one who studied them. He is there to like, you know, educate himself and educate the world about this tribe. And she is a documentary filmmaker that he has hired yes. to capture all the encounters that they come across. Um, also, I made a little note here that the whole time that they're having this conversation, I just want to say that the hotel they're in looks like it was designed to be like a rainforest cafe. Mm-hmm. Like, it really just reminded me of like if you went to some like basic bitch's house and she was like, oh my god, the theme is the Amazon. Do you see my right, parrot? Right, right. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck. Like, it was just literally just like decorated with like anything you could think of that was in the rainforest. Exactly. It was not great. I don't know who the set designer was, but not their best work. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of people's not best work <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> Correct. Um, anyway, um, so she basically then is just like, why do you look so like dirty? And he's like, oh, well, oh, not dirty. Like, why do you like look so fucked up? And he's like, he makes some stupid men joke about like, oh, I got attacked by a piranha and I barely escaped with my life. And, you know, she laughs and I rolled my eyes at the very heavy foreshadowing that was to come. It's like, it's like, it's not even foreshadowing, I'd say, because it's like, they definitely want you to feel in this film, not this film, this scene, that like, okay, these two have chemistry, right? Which I, they if don't. There's something more going on there. The, yeah, it's, what chemistry? Okay. Like, they have to literally spell it out for you. They have to fucking, the writing is on the wall. Like, these two have chemistry, because like, if you didn't tell me, I'd be like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, I just. Like, it, it's like. It's the chemistry of, like, two fucking dead fish. Like, Jesus. Yeah, the whole scene, like, I was just like, why is she being so, like, flirty with him? I don't get it. He seems really, like, annoying. I'm just like, of all the fucking ridiculous ass shit y'all want me to believe in this movie, y'all want me to believe J-Lo's interested in this. That is a very I good I don't buy it. Very good point. I stand by that. <sighs> Alright. Um, so, now, scene end. That awkward flirtation is over thank god um so we now move over to a boat which we learn is the boat that they're going to take out which is named i don't even know if i need to like say the name of it because i thought it was going to come in it doesn't come up it was just like michaela and i was like okay um so maybe that was like a personal reference or something i don't know um but we like see the boat like in this really thick fog on the water and then i don't really know why you needed to see that one shot because then it just fades to like a brighter day on the same boat with like, the entire cast of people that we're going to meet. Um, yeah. So, we find all of our big-ass celebs in this movie. So, J-Lo comes on the boat. She walks over to Ice Cube, who I love. I was like... Ice Cube is the best part of this whole I love Ice movie. Cube. He's so great. So much fun. Um, and he's just like, I don't... I might be wrong, but he's looking out at the water with what I think is, like, a monocle of some kind. Or, like, some kind you, of, like, what is he, what does he have around his well, neck? Well, he's the fucking cameraman. Yes. Debatably also the DP. I don't know. For someone that went to film school, I know a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> he's just, like, wearing this, like, chain around his neck that has, like, a circular... It's definitely, like, a film thing. Yeah. People that are listening to this are, like, cringing. They're like, bitch, I was you like, have student debt and you can't tell me what this shit is. It's a monocle. Um... <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe they call it that, but I've definitely seen other film people okay. use that He shit. was just, like, putting it up to his eye, and I was like, he looks fucking stupid, what's happening? But I guess that was supposed to tell me he was the filmmaker. Clearly it worked. 
Um, but they start talking and he's just like pretty much like, oh, I'm so excited that we're going to be shooting this film together. And they hug and it's always like they also have like a past, like not like a relationship, like a romantic relationship. But, like they know each other, they're friends. They have a good, like, chemistry. He's just, like, a really good friend, too. Because he doesn't, like, you don't even get, I didn't even get why he was there at first. Oh, I didn't Because they either. don't tell you right away that he's the cameraman or that he's working because on Anya, this. Because, Anya, we were supposed to there. understand from his monocle. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. I've wasted my life <sighs> past four years or nothing. Pretty much. Um, but because, like, he literally is just like, I am so fucking happy because my fucking friend is like getting her big break mm-hmm. and like that's where they hug and it's just like you're like wow ice cube like i love how ride or die you are for miss j-lo we stand yeah it's wonderful um so they hug and then kale calls out to them and ice cube like makes some kind of reference of like insinuating that j-lo is like trying to fuck him and she's like mm-hmm. no no i don't mix business and pleasure and i'm like oh what? No. Please don't. Please. Um, so we move on to Kale, who is now talking to a man uh, named Mateo, who we learn pretty quickly to be their local guide who's going to, you know, show them around. And they're going through the route that they're going to take. And Mateo's like, you know what? You should need to take this route. It's safer. And they're like, okay, you know, it's only an extra 55 kilometers, which, like, seems like a lot to me. Because I looked that up, and it's, like, 38 miles. And I'm like, 38 miles is, like, a big way out of your way, in my opinion. But they're like, okay, that's fine. Like, we'll go that way. Better safe than sorry. And so J-Lo comes up, and she, like, meets with them. She talks to Mateo. She's like, oh, like, can you please bring, like, the boat around here? I want to get some shots. And he's like, yeah, great. They move along. J-Lo then asks Kale, where's Westridge? And, you know, in that moment, we hear off screen this, like, very shrill British man yelling yep. at somebody else to be careful with his luggage. And this is where I'm going to bring up Jumanji, because I should have double-checked when I was watching it, but is that the man from Jumanji? The original? Yes. It is. Okay. I love him. Um, so I was like, ah, wonderful. Um, he's a lot of fun in this movie, I think. Yeah, like, when he's introduced, which you're going to talk yeah. about in a second, like, it's you're like, ugh, oh, this yeah. guy. You've seen him a million times. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, Nobody really has, like, a fucking arc in this movie. No. But, like, if debatably you were, like, pick one that did, like, truly his is the best arc. And because, like, I feel like, at least personally, by the end, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying him. I like him. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. But, you know, he's just, like... But anyhow. He's just, a, like, a shrill British man. He's just, like, yelling at everyone. And what... Very pampered. Oh, yeah. yeah. Onion, what is he wearing? He's wearing a big-ass fucking hat. God, I was like, I really thought you were going to say cowboy hat, and I was like, how on God's green earth did I miss it? It was not cowboy, it was like a, it felt like a safari hat, like somewhere like, yeah, 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 yeah. he would wear in fucking Jumanji, um, but I was like, of course the big hat, we always have to have a big hat, um, big hat or nothing. He has like a lot of suitcases with him, they look like designer, they look like fucking like Louis Vuitton or something, and it's like, okay, I know this man. Why are yeah. you here? So he takes his shit and he goes right up to the fucking first woman he spots, who is the production manager, who later on we learn is named Denise. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time I just referred to her as production manager, but I wanted to identify her. Um, so she's Denise. Um, and he's like, hi, hon, put these things in my cabin. And she's like, no, like I'm not the bellhop, fuck off. Right. Um, and so she, like, ignores him and goes over to the newest character in our cast, which is Owen fucking Wilson. I 100% completely forgot 
he was in this movie. Which is nuts, because he does play, to a degree, like, an important role. Mm -hmm. But, like, I literally saw, I was like, shut the fuck up. Is that Owen Wilson? (laughs) And I didn't even watch this movie that long ago. That just shows you how little I absorbed from the first viewing. Mm -hmm. Fucking Owen Wilson. Such a good cast. Man, so... And yet, this movie is nothing but garbage. Correct. So she goes over to Owen Wilson... They start flirting. You're like, okay, I get what this relationship is here. And it's pretty clear that he is the sound guy. We learned that. So now we know everyone's yeah. pretty much, like, positioned on the boat. Although, we don't really understand what Westridge is, I guess, at this point. Well, literally in the next scene, he's okay. like, kind of like he's going to be, like, the star of this documentary. Like, right. kind of, like, narrating it, walking you through it, whatever. Right. So it's, it's for, the, for the most part, the cast of our film are the crew of the documentary, um, like, film... And, yeah. you know, fucking Kale, who is, like, the guy who knows everything. Um, I feel like this is his passion project. Yeah. Like, you know, J-Lo's, you know, directing it, but, like, he's the one that's, like, this is what I've studied my whole life and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Yes. So, J-Lo takes the moment because Westridge is now alone. So she goes over to him and he, she introduces herself and he makes this, like, backhanded compliment that he, like, oh, yeah, I watched some of your short films. I thought they were, um, heavy paws. Very promising. And I was like, oh, I don't think I like you. Like, very, very snarky, very, like, uppity British man. Um, So she kind of just like, okay, whatever. And we continue this little, like, go around of everyone meeting everybody. You know, Kale goes up to Ice Cube. He makes this joke about Kale looking like a low-budget-ass Jacques Cousteau. And... Then it's like, oh, we're going to have a fun time together. We're a good band of people. And then <laughs> finally they are ready to go and they go off into the water. So we take off. We get this beautiful grand score as they're driving through the water. And we mm-hmm. hear a voiceover of Westridge, who is recording for the documentary, explaining that they are a thousand miles from the Amazon. And their plan is to find the Sherishima tribe. So I'm like, okay, so much exposition. I understand I don't need any more. I get it. I get why you're there. Just bring the snake now. I think it's important to also note just very quickly that, like, the Shiri Shama, however the fuck you say it, tribe, mm-hmm. like, they also refer to them as the people of the mist. So I think we should, let's stick to calling them people of the mist just so we don't, first of all, butcher this pronunciation okay. continuously. And also because it's just going to be easier to call them one thing. Okay. Um, so as we're going along, Owen Wilson just like randomly asks Denise if the jungle makes her really really horny and I'm like it's just an immediate like oh you're gonna be that character okay and she's it's just like as he sits there in fucking socks and sandals (laughs) like literally nothing is more revolting to me than Owen Wilson being like aren't you horny as he's like fucking sweaty as shit in socks and sandals like my vagina clenched shut so quickly (laughs) that's incredible fucking no I was so taken aback by him saying that that I didn't even notice what he was wearing so thank you for bringing that to me um oh I couldn't look away she does the correct thing and ignores him and is like yeah I'm trying to work leave me alone And and he's like I don't know man I'm just horny so that's that scene. Literally, I, like, that was the whole scene. Yeah, it's literally, like, two, a minute long of him being like, yo, I am trying to fuck in this jungle, though. Yeah. Uh, so now a big storm has appeared, and the boat is getting just, like, pelted by water. We mm-hmm. see the inside ice cubes filming um, from inside the boat, and we see another boat appear on the side, and there's a man on it, and he's yelling for help. He says he's stuck in the roots. Please help me. Please help me. And so... 
Kayla's like, well, we have to help this guy. He's stranded. Like, we can't just leave him. So they get their boat close over, and the man throws his bag first onto the boat, and then he himself jumps on. And who is it? It's fucking John Voight. Oh, my God. Who, like, I don't like in general. I have, like, I'm not a fan of John Voight. And Do you have personal beef? Well, I just don't. I just think. Air it out. Air it no, out. No, I can't get into it. He's just problematic. I don't like him. Um, Wait, I want to know. I don't know how he's no, problematic. No, I don't want to get into it. Talk to Angelina. She'll tell you everything. Angelina? Who the fuck Jolie, is his daughter. Oh, wait a minute. I feel like I know this. Okay, yeah. I don't need to get into it. Um, but John Voight, who is, I literally just referred to him as Voight the whole movie. Um, they tell him that they, you know, like, hey, like, I'm sorry, we can't go back to where we came from because, like, we're on a mission here, so you have to just come with us. And he's like, that's fine. I know the people who are in the next village. They will help me fix up my boat. And I made note here that he has a weird fucking accent. That's the whole character, <laughs> Alex, is the fucking accent and the greasy-ass ponytail oh, he has. Yeah, it's a bad ponytail. Wait, wait, okay. Like, the accent is just, like... It, first of all, like, okay, well, he, they just picked up John Voight looking greasy as all hell, nasty river rat, and he just talked like he normally talks. I wouldn't be like, that's weird. Right. The choice of the accent is why I'm like, what the fuck? Well, he says later on that he's from Paraguay, and... But unnecessary. Like, no, literally unnecessary. They just, like, <laughs> I just have to know! I just feel like if like, you're gonna cast, if you want your character to be from Paraguay, then cast somebody from Paraguay. Like, why is that hard? Why do you need to make a white man and to, like, have this, like, really weird accent that is not his and feels very out of place? Like, it's just, like, I wish I could fucking do it. I wish you could, like, too. I'm really bad at accents. You're really good at making noises with your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> I've told you that <laughs> Thank before. You. I've told you that before. Like, I feel like, I might be able to do it later because I feel like I wrote down some quotes from him later okay. and I feel like I need to have, like, something to actually say to possibly do it. But it's just, like... Even me doing what will probably be, if I do do it, a poor example of it. Like, you can't understand unless you, like, Google, just fucking YouTube it. I'm sure you'll get a hundred results. Like, this accent, he deserved fucking, like, jail time for this accent. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a good look. It's not, I don't like it. Whoever, like, at the end of the day, like, if it was him being like, let me try something, jail time. If it was the director, whoever, being like, we want you to try this, it was his place to put his foot down and be like, no, and he didn't. So, jail time. Like, I just feel like it, it's a choice made to make him seem kind of, like, mysterious, but also, yeah. like, not to trust him. And I just, I just don't get the choice of it. It's very strange. Um, but nevertheless, that's how he talks the whole movie. And I can't change oh, God. it. So the last thing that happens before we move on is just that he makes this very, like, quick exchange of looks with Mateo, who's up top. And I could just immediately feel that something ain't right here. Something's going on. I feel some mischief. They're mis- not subtle about anything. I feel some mischief in the air, if you will. It's literally, like, they might as well have just, like, fucking had these two, like, <laughs> Hi, look at each other. And then, like, banged on some piano keys. Like, bah, bah, bah. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, also, some like, fucking tomfoolery's happening. Literally, like, a third of every shot that John Boyd is in is literally just him staring into the distance menacingly. Like, <sighs> you know, oh, I so, know. I mean, that's... He just has, like, bad gas face the mm. whole movie. Yeah. Like, he literally just looks like he's, like, work, like some fucking 
nasty shark is working his way through his intestines, <laughs> and he's just, like, suffering like dog. That's uh, exactly what it looks like the whole time. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> later on, this, when the storm has finally passed, and me and you talked about this before we started recording, the entire editing of this film is just daytime, nighttime, storm, storm has passed, daytime, nighttime. So, y- yeah, th- that's just how, it's just how it goes. Everything happens in, like, 12-hour increments. Um so the storm has now passed. They're wa- they're on the water. Everything is still. They're sitting. They're not moving. And <clears throat> John Voight just like very viciously spears a fish, and he looks terrifying while he's doing it. Like not somebody I want to fuck with. And he like takes the fish up and he starts to clean it. He's like, you know, finally doing his introductions. He's like, hi, I'm Paul Sarone. Sarone is that how you said it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Didn't even John write it down. And he says he's from Paraguay. That's how he introduces himself. Um, he says, you know, I was studying for the priesthood, and then I went to, <laughs> I, then I went to the jungle, um, and the entire time he's talking, he's like slashing away and like, like hammering on the fish, like very aggressively. He's like, I was a priest. Bam. And I'm like, okay. Um, and they're like, oh, like, okay, what are you doing now? Like, how do you go from being a priest to like going to the jungle? And he says, oh, well, now I catch snakes and I, you know, for zoos and for collectors and I sell them to him. Uh-huh. And J-Lo's immediately on the defensive and she's like, okay, so you're basically saying you're poaching these snakes. You know, that's illegal, right? And he's like, okay, like, what are you doing? And like, I, I, like, leave me alone. Like, don't fucking bother with what I'm doing. Like, what are you doing here? And so they're like, oh, we're looking for the, the people of the mist, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know them. I know where they are. And they're like, what, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, you know, I can, like, show you, I guess, since, like, you saved my life and everything. It's, right. it's very convenient. Um, and the scene then just ends with Denise coming up and being like, okay, is salad good for a side with this fish? And John Boyd's like, yeah, little baby bird. Oh, and I hate it. He calls her a little baby bird multiple times in this movie. And I don't know. For what? I don't There's know no reason. He's, she's the only person that he refers to and as any kind of, like, affectionate name. Um, right. There's, he, like, just automatically gives her a pet name. Yeah. He met her less than 24 there's hours ago. There's nothing about her that says bird or... Any, like, he just calls her a little baby bird. So, uh, I g- think that gives you a little bit of insight into um, the kind of man he is. Okay, I think it's like, he's like, five whiskeys, that's breakfast on the river. <laughs> Like, that's me. He has this line where he says, five whiskeys, breakfast on the river. He's like, oh, you know, like, five whiskeys, there's breakfast on the river. Like, that's the fucking accent he's doing this whole time. So fucking good. Like, I just watched this fucking clip where he's talking to J-Lo. Oh. We'll get to her. He's like, you know, you know, it could be dangerous. I haven't felt the touch of a woman in so long. It's like, it's chief. What was the fucking reason? Oh, I love when you make sounds with your mouth. I love it. <laughs> Thank oh, you. my God. Oh. Right, so that's... I'm, I don't know that I'm going to do it again. It's fine. It fucking pains me to do. That was really good. Um, All right, your turn. <laughs> Transition. So, back to fucking nighttime on the river. Because um, as Alex previously said, it'll be like, it's morning and everything's going to happen within the next ten minutes and then we're at night again. Like, that's it. So, we're at nighttime mm. on the river. We got Miss fucking Denise is dancing to Tipsy Daisy by Ziggy Marley. She's in her fucking oof. Mm-hmm. her bad bitch self. Um, so essentially she's just like dancing for some reason. Everyone else is chilling. And we have this scene where like where everyone's like inside the boat fucking J-Lo and Kale are outside 
looking at fireflies and this is when they fully are like if y'all didn't get it before they do like each other there is something going on here which they, like at the end of the day like it's a snake movie right like I don't I don't need the whole fucking background so it's not like I'm asking for y'all to give me a goddamn history but at the same time it's like y'all are also like low-key so hard trying to fucking sell this relationship uh, based off of what like, I don't know why they would, other than the fact that they're just on this trip together right now. Right. Like, have any chemistry or whatever. Regardless, they're, like, they're talking about these fireflies. And, like, fucking Kale thinking he's, like, smooth as fuck. Which, originally, you would be, like, yo, homeboy is gonna crash and burn. But J-Lo fucking eats up everything that comes out of this motherfucker's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, and for what? With an ass like that? <laughs> no! <laughs> it's just not happening! Like... They just start talking about, like, fucking fireflies mating process. And it's just so, ugh, shut the fuck It sounds like he's reading from, up. like, a biology book. I'm like, ugh. Uh, but, like, of course it's just, like, this weird shit where, too, it's like, well, the lady fireflies, they do this dainty, like, light mm-hmm. thing where they fly. And then, like, the male fireflies do this, like, strong. Fl- and I'm like, dog, they're fireflies. Like, why are you so fucking hard trying to project like your ideas of like feminine and masculine onto some fireflies so you can get your dick wet gender is a construct gender is a construct fuck off your fireflies do not need to dance around each other so then like but then of course you and then there's this moment where you're like j-lo come on girl come on fucking let me trust your ass and immediately i lose all trust for this bitch because she's like eating it up and she's like you know, oh, I like that. Like, no pickup lines, no misunderstandings, <laughs> just instinct and nature. And I'm like, oh! So gross. God. And then, of course, like, Kale says, I missed you. And I'm like, what? See, this is some shit. Y'all got me worked up now. Because I'm like, missed you from what? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- where have you been? That, like, you're establishing a relationship and giving us nothing at the same time. There's not even chemistry where I can forgive, where I'm like, well, when they're on screen together, goddamn, it's on fire. So I don't give a fuck about any background. No, I can't even work with the fucking on-screen chemistry. So the least you could do is, like, give me a fucking idea of what the relationship is. Like, what do you mean you missed her? You just were with her last fucking night in the goddamn hotel. You've been together for the past, like, two days. Right. Missed you. Get the fuck out of here. And they kiss. That's the fucking scene. Yeah, I hate um, it. Ugh. It's just like, thankfully, spoiler again, this motherfucker don't last long. Um, so then, while they're kissing, of course, we get another musical beat off in the trees, because they're, like, kind of just, like, floating on the water for the night. Mm-hmm. Off in the trees, like, the music kicks up, and we're doing the classic, like, killer POV of, we're in the anaconda's point of view, going through the trees, blah, 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 blah. And the thing about this movie, which, let's bring up Jaws again. Yes, I knew you were Obviously, Jaws say. does the same shit. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Jaws does the same shit where it's like, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of times when Jaws is attacking, you get it from the shark's point of view or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that's not, like, it, it's been done a million times. Like, we don't need to get into that. But a great thing about Jaws, which is talked about in a lot of horror movies, especially when you have, like, a big creature or something you're revealing, is, like, there's a very delicate line you have to dance, which, you know turns good movies into great movies and okay movies into shit movies real quick is like if you have a creature especially if it's one where you're like listen I know this doesn't look incredibly real you have to do every cheat you can to deliver the scares and show us as little of this fucking monster as possible Mm -hmm. until it's necessary yeah absolutely. and they don't do that at all but I'm gonna say some shit okay with that being said I love this 
anaconda <laughs> puppet. Oh my fucking god. He looks like a rejected Muppet. Like, if there was some fucking Muppet movie that involved a snake, and they were like, oh yeah, they just recycled it for anaconda, I'd be like, sure. Makes sense to me. <laughs> that, that tracks. Like... It's so funny. Like, I love this big, dopey-ass, stupid snake puppet that, like, they literally just show you his big, stupid head, like, fucking moving through the grass. Where I have a problem, which I'm sure we both have this problem, is the CGI is liquid fucking shit. And they try to mesh the whole movie. In scenes where there's the anaconda, they try to mesh together the snake puppet with horrendous snake CGI. Yeah, like, well, I feel like that's, like, a very common issue, because, like, Greg and I just watched Alien 3, which, I mean, yeah. it's not great, but David Fincher is, like, one of my favorite directors, and it's his first movie, so I was like, you know, I'm going through the Alien movies, and obviously, like, the practical effects, when it's just, like, the alien, like, prop, it looks so fucking good. And then any time oh, yeah. that the alien moves, it's just, like, this weird, like, bright green, like, blob like, shooting across the screen, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's very similar with this anaconda, where, like, I love the fucking puppet. I think it looks great. I have a great time with it. I like it when it opens its mouth. It looks like a vagina. It's great. Dog! Wait! I, know. I wrote the same thing! <laughs> it's a full, just, like, diagram of a pussy and, like, a biology Literally book. pussy mouth on yeah, this goddamn I love anaconda. It. But, like, my problem with this scene is just that, yes, I love it. I, I want to I see it as much as possible. But you're 15 minutes in, and there was no build-up for this shit. You just fucking, like, you just cut to the the trees and the leaves, and there he was. And I was like, oh, that's the anaconda. Like, I guess the rest, we're here. This scene could have played exactly how it was, and we could have seen, like, parts of the anaconda. Mm-hmm. They don't waste any time. They're just like, here's a fucking full-on front shot of this anaconda's big, stupid face. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe you said it looked like a vagina. I wrote the same <laughs> thing, and I was so worried when I was going to bring it up. You're going to be like, girl, you are deranged. No, I literally went back and was like, let me just double check and I paused on it and I was like, oh yeah, that's a vagine. I literally was like, wait a minute. Like, what if something's fucked up with my body that my fucking (laughs) vagina looks like the inside of this? (laughs) No, it's just, that's pretty um, uh, anatomically correct, I think. Y'all, vaginas do be scary though, like an anaconda mouth. (sighs) Oh my god, that was funny. Um, Anywho, Mm -hmm. I'm crying over that shit. Um, so we move with this beautiful anaconda motherfucker through the trees, and he's creeping up on, I think it's a Black Panther. Yeah, I think you're right. it, Some of y'all might be like, no, it's this. It doesn't matter. It's a big black cat in the fucking Amazon. And this dude is just chilling, and here comes the anaconda. And think about the anaconda is, like, there is no, like, you know, I think the most comparable thing I could think of is, like, the raptors from Jurassic Park, where they, like, they, they go through the trees, but there's also, like, a sense of, like, they, like, lurk, and they mm-hmm. wait for a moment before they strike. Anaconda doesn't waste any time. Every time the anaconda's like, here I am, bam! Yeah. And he just goes for it. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, he fucking bodies this motherfucker. Oh, my God. He, like, wraps up this huge-ass Black Panther. He's, like, twisting and constricting him and squeezing until the Black Panther is dead. And then he drags the panther's body off. And all you see on the ground is, like, one of the panther's eyeballs that got fucking popped out of its fucking eye socket mm-hmm. in, the, in the process of being constricted. So, back on the boat, it's morning again. Oh my gosh, Um, it's morning? Believe it or not, time changes so much in this movie. Um, Westridge, this is a, it's not a great scene, but like, fucking Ice Cube has a great line in it. Westridge is like on the fucking dock or whatever of this boat, I have no idea, it's like a fucking raft. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And he's like just like hitting golf balls out into the water. And Ice Cube has like a little like radio with him, and he's playing like rap music. Can I just and do at a first, fun it fact? just seems like yes, because um, I saw this when I was looking at my fun facts, and then I did it when I was watching the movie. He's listening to uh, a rap song called Faux Life, which um, is just like a little funny nod because there's a line in the in the rap about Ice Cube, which is why oh. why he's listening to it because it's like haha <laughs> meta king shit. Yeah. Um, but the scene at first plays like, oh, they're having like a nice chill morning. Like he's hitting some golf balls. They got the radio playing. Mm-hmm. Well, wrong because Westridge is like, you know, I don't want to listen to this like rap music, blah, blah. So he just walks over and just like shuts off the radio, which I'm like, dog, way to take your fucking life in your hands. <laughs> like just in general, that's like rude. But then like Ice Cube, like. And I feel like he plays his role in every movie. Is like, not the motherfucker you want to mess well, with. Because I don't think you would want to fuck with him in real life. Exactly. Like, so I'm like, for you to just be like, I'm turning your music off, Ice Cube. It's like, do you have a death wish? So, of course, Ice Cube is like, do not touch my stereo and turns it back on. And then Westridge, like, fucking walks right back over and turns it off again. And I can't remember exactly what Westridge says to him. But so he's like, something about, like, I got it if you he want could, me to tell you. What I know what Ice Cube says. What does Westridge, Westridge say? says that he, you know, oh, I, you know, I could have you killed by a local tribesman. It probably would only cost me about fifty bucks. Okay. Yes. And then Ice Cube, like, so fucking subtle. Not even subtle. Like, no. <laughs> just like matter of fact, he's like, I could kill you right now for free. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> that's the energy I'm trying to bring to every situation. <laughs> Don't fucking test me because I can kill you for free. I don't have to pay anybody to do anything. Ugh. And then, as that's happening, whatever, we cut to fucking John Voight. Um, <coughs> and he's talking to J-Lo because, like, obviously he was telling them the night before or whatever, or whatever the fuck it was, the day before. Time is a fucking construct in this movie. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, that, okay, like, just up ahead is where I, like, originally saw the tribe. Like, and that's where I said I would take you guys to where I saw them. Well, in the distance is when we see our first fucking huge snake totem. So once again, this is shit that we didn't need in the intro because they were going to fucking spell it out for us again here. So they see this big totem and they're like, what the fuck? This is when John Voight is like in his awful Cajun accent, which I will not be repeating, um, tells them about this tribe that they're looking for, the people of the mist or whatever, and how they worship giant snakes, like specifically anacondas. The anacondas are their gods and protectors, which is another reason it's like, why are we bringing this shit up so much? Like, I guess on a, on a very base level of like, well, they're looking for the people of the mist, but we have to make this movie about the anaconda. So like, how do we bridge that gap? Right. But at the same time, it's like, as I said, we never see these fucking people of the mist. Spoiler again. Um, we... So we don't get anything about, like, them worshipping them other than just, like, being told, like, well, they do. They do worship them. And, like, like this line of, like, oh, they're, like, they see them as gods and protectors. Okay, that's interesting. So they they look to them, like, they don't, I mean, I'm sure they fear them as anyone would fear, like, a god. But, like, they literally, and we just get none of that. All we get is fucking John Voight's greasy-ass ponytail <laughs> and this goddamn anaconda snake puppet out for lives. Yeah. Ugh, I can't. It's just like, at the end of the day, like I said, I came to a snake movie for snake fucking violence. Yes. So don't give me the other shit, because when you throw that shit into the mix, okay, now I'm expecting it. Right, I mean... If you don't want me to expect it, you don't need to waste my time with it. Don't throw it in here. I would have just been fine with, like, it having been a movie about, like, a guy who wanted to study big snakes and wanted to, like, make a documentary about big snakes. Like, 
I just don't. Oh yeah. I don't think it needed this like whole extra like subplot that. It could have been. So, oh my god. Like, on the surface. Well, I, 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 I want to bring up Jaws again in a second, but like exactly what you're saying, it's like it could have been so easy. Like, at the end of the day, it's not, like, what they came up with was so fucking, like, oh, my God, there's layers. <laughs> oh, like, it's not. It's still a fucking stupid snake movie. But at the very least, they could have salvaged it and made it be like, okay, yeah, that's decent. You know, still silly, still whatever, but decent. If it was just exactly what you're saying, like, we're not going out for some fucking tribe or whatever. Like, uh, we're going out here into the Amazon to study different kinds of snakes or whatever. And in the process of doing this, they discover this massive anaconda that they didn't know was out there. So it's already based around snakes. We don't need this fucking subplot of, like, John Voight being evil, which is, like, to go back to fucking Jaws, another reason, myriad of reasons why Jaws is good, but a reason is just, like, at the end of the day, like, the villain of the movie is the fucking shark. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, you have people like the fucking mayor who refuses to close the fucking beaches and stupid shit like that. And, like, so definitely he's not a great guy, but I don't feel like when you're watching Jaws... You're ever like, oh, we have to actively defeat this guy. He's just like an obstacle mm-hmm. where it's like his like stupidity and ignorance is not helping the situation. Like yeah, because in this John Voight is just so much like I'm ne- John Voight like is more of a villain than the fucking Anaconda well, is. He's used as like a necessity to like further the plot because like they would never happen to stumble upon these anacondas if it wasn't for John Voight fucking manipulating every single step of the way. And it's like this just feels so like convoluted and like I would have rather they just stumble upon it. Like, why does it have to be step That's by the thing. step? If the anaconda was out here, sir, like, they would have found it on their own. And or, like we were already saying, if you just made the movie about, like, we're studying snakes in the Amazon to start with, like, I- I'm not going to question, like, why would they do that? I'm like, sure, okay, yeah, I'm here for the ride. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like John Boyd, like, get out! <laughs> get out of here! Um... Anywho, so he starts giving them his motherfucking history lesson on these fucking snakes. Yada, yada, I already said this. Starts talking about how they also have this legend of this fucking sacred lake. And, like, honestly, the way he tells the story and then the way it ends up playing out in the movie is, like, backwards. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -hmm. It's, like, pointless. But essentially, there's this whole legend about, like, there's a sacred lake where, like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, to get there, you have to, like, pass this waterfall that's protected by warrior snakes. And then once you get past that, you have to walk through the tribe's lands until you reach this giant wall. And you have to follow it for five days. And then at the end, you'll find, like, a giant anaconda head. Wow. I'm assuming a dead one? Like, okay. Like, so, like, we'll get to it. But, like, there's definitely a wall in the movie. I will say that if, that this, we was, get to. if this was a real tribe with a real fable like this... Then I think it would be interesting. But I'm assuming this was made up for the movie. Even if it's not made up, like, their telling of it is, like, horrendous. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny to me because, like, as he's saying this whole thing, Kale, this is when he gets in his, like, macho guy shit, and it just becomes, like, him and fucking Voight for the next, like, two scenes having to, like, outman the other Mm -hmm. one. And everyone's like, shut up. Nobody cares. Because, like, he's like, Kale's like, yeah. That is a great legend. It's, like, beautiful. And I was dying. I was like, beautiful. Like, that was the most boring-ass lame shit I've ever heard. And as I'm saying, I'm not trying to be disrespectful this is a real legend, but I'm sure if it is a real legend, the actual telling of the legend is much better than what we fucking got in Anaconda 1997. Um, But he's like, yeah, that's, like, a great legend. Um, But it's actually the legend of the blah, blah, blah tribe, not the tribe that we're looking for. He's like, like, nice try, cutie. Yeah, and he's like, mm-hmm, couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And so then Voight is like, um, well, it's also the people of the mist legend, too. And Kale's like, mm, don't think so. <laughs> and it's just like, girls, girls, break it up. Um, so they're having this standoff or whatever. And then because, like, Voight is, like, all in his, like, fucking feelings about this, they're like, everyone else is like, okay, whatever that was, um, on to, like, recording for the day. And as they start recording fucking um, Westridge, He's like, oh, yada, yada, yada. And, like, fucking Voight steps right in front of the camera. And he's, essentially, he's like, listen, I know that I'm right. And it doesn't matter what you guys think, so drop me off at the next village. <laughs> and it's like, and then Jayla literally turns to Kale, and she's like, are y'all fucking kidding me? It's like, so dramatic. Like, literally, what the fuck? Like, keep your high school goddamn drama to yourselves. We are all trapped on this boat together. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're in the nighttime Yeah, again. nighttime. Woo! So essentially this scene is just Owen Wilson and Denise, they're like, LOL guys, they pass like fucking um JLo and I think Kale's there too, it doesn't fucking matter. And they're like, we're gonna go get some like sound. We're gonna record some sound at night. For what reason? Like what reason? Because clearly you're not shooting any of this documentary at night. Because mm-hmm. we've never seen them shoot it at night. So why would you need sound of the jungle at night? Also, like, I just think, which we get to in a second. Why are you getting off your boat? Truly the only source of, like, minimal, at best, light you have out in this jungle to go out into a fucking jungle. Right. And, and, and it, you, you, ugh. The thing is, like, especially because, I mean, obviously they don't know that massive anacondas are going to be there and, like, snakes are going to be everywhere. But you're also looking for, like, an indigenous tribe that has never been around, like, civilization, like that we know or like around other people right. so like you could very easily just stumble upon a tribes person and they like would defend themselves because they wouldn't know who you were and like you could get injured that way like right like what if these people like hunt in these woods and they left traps for animals out mm-hmm. here like it's like no one is saying like you cannot venture off the boat but it's like to why are you doing it at night because well they have to get their oh, sounds well. Wink, wink. Yeah, fucking. Because they're not really getting sound. Although Owen Wilson's stupid horny ass doesn't put two and two together until it's, like, in front of his face. Because yeah. he's like, okay, we're getting sounds. <laughs> because, like, then Denise is like, LOL, like, now I'm trying to fuck. Which, this is going back to my thing. I was just like, Ugh. y'all. I get it. You're trying to fuck. I'm sure you want privacy. I Do you know the fucking bugs that would Ooh. have to be in the fucking Amazon yeah. in the jungle? Like, girl, I will never go to Australia because of the size of the spiders. Like, now, oh, my God. Just, like, in broad daylight, I would be, like, hesitant to go in the fucking jungle because of the bugs. You want me to come out here and get naked in the dark (laughs) and I can't see shit? Y'all, oh, you all, y'all deserve everything that comes to you. Are you going to make note of his name at all? Because if not, I have something to say. Owen Wilson's name? Greg? (laughs) Ah! Wait, is his name Greg? No, his name's not Greg. Isn't it? No, it's Gary. Yeah. Well, because when they're, like, doing the sounds, like, they both have their headphones on, and, like, they're both looking in opposite directions, like, recording, and she takes hers off, and she, like, very flirtatiously goes, Gary, and I'm like, oh, who ever said Gary, like, flirtatiously, like, no, I only know my Uncle Gary, and he's not great, so. I- Wouldn't it be funny, though, if his name was Greg, and then you're like, I can't imagine anyone <laughs> saying Greg. No, it was <laughs> Gary, trust me, because it was... I was like, oh, oh my God. I knew Gary. it was like a G name, and just because like we talk about Greg on every one right. of these podcasts, I was like, Greg, it's Greg. I was just like, um, really, you gotta like, that's his name. Okay, Gary. Ugh. His name's Owen Wilson. No one's ever wanted to fuck a man named Gary. I'm sorry to the Garys out there, but no. Um, 
But also it's important to note that I forgot this. When Right when they walked up the boat, like, they cut to, like, John Voight, like, a few feet away oh, lying yes. in this hammock. Once again with his, like, horrible gas face. Like, listening in to the fact that, like, they were going out yes. into the jungle. Um, so, anyhow, as they're hooking up, yada, 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 all of a sudden Denise is like, wait, do you hear that? It's silent. <laughs> and then, n- no time wasted. Immediately, here comes the music. Like, bam, something's running after them. So, of course, we're like, at first you'd be like, oh, it's the fucking Anaconda. Right. A smart movie would make you think that. This stupid-ass movie fucking puts right in there these, like, loud-ass, squealing, wild hog sounds. <laughs> yes, it's, like, horrible pig so, noises. Essentially, honestly, I was going to make a joke because I said wild hog about John Travolta, but... <laughs> His wife passed today, so oh, I was like, oh, I should not do that. Ugh. Rip to his wife, who's, it's so awful, I don't even remember her name, but she's an actress. Her name is Kelly Preston? Oh, I, I know it, but I'm also R.I.P. to Naya Rivera, whose body was just found. Oh, God. It's, oh, it's a very sad day. It's a sad day. Okay, it's let's take a light life. with this fucking, bo- this fucking boar attack. Um... Spoilers. So like they're running away from, what'd you say? Spoiled it. It's a boar. Girl, the fucking sound <laughs> spoiled it. It's like, wee, 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 wee. Um, and like, they stop dead in their tracks as this thing's chasing them because who's in front of them? John Voight with a fucking like sh- shotgun or like sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And all you see is he just like, you know, shoots off a shot and you're like, oh my God, did he just like fucking kill them in the middle of the jungle? So of course everyone on the boat hears the shot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what was that? What the fuck is going on? Well, here comes John Voight coming back out of the jungle with Owen Wilson and Denise in tow. And he's also dragging, oh my God, a fucking wild boar. <laughs> because that's like, like if it, ugh, this movie is garbage. Okay, I can't say it enough. <laughs> but like, at least in that moment, would be like, oh my God, like is the fucking big ass snake like gonna get them already? And or is it gonna be clear to everyone already? Because they're gonna be like, we were chased by a giant snake. They don't even give you a second to think that because of the fact that they're just like, and let's insert these loud-ass wild boar sounds as mm-hmm. they're being chased. It's like, why? Because then the reveal is like, okay, of course it was a fucking wild boar. Well, because my first thought was, wow, this movie's really this bad that they're trying to make me think this is what a snake would sound like? Okay. I was like, <laughs> boy. I was like, are they, are they okay that they really did this? And I was like, oh, thank God, it was a pig. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. I was, I was concerned. Um, but yeah, so he returns to the boat with them safe, and they're like, oh my god, it was amazing! He killed this wild boar! And I'm like, y'all, stay on the boat! <laughs> Which is essentially what Kale says, where he's like, okay, everyone needs to be staying on the boat. And I'm like, the fact that y'all gotta be told, mm-hmm. um, obviously, if we're in the fucking middle of the jungle where we've never been before, and it's nighttime, and you're definitely going out there without a weapon, without fucking light... Like, um, yeah, you should sit your ass on the fucking boat and wait till morning. Like, yep. I feel like most of the day, all they do on the fucking boat anyways is just fucking lounge around. So if it's so important to you that you guys fuck, like, go in the jungle and fuck during the day. Yeah, that's Because it's not like you're doing anything else. True. They got me worked up. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so then, like, Voight is, like, to Mateo, which, like, it's a weird moment because at this point, this is the only, really the first time that we've heard Voight talk to Mateo and there's just like a familiarity in the way that he talks to him he's just like okay Mateo like we're gonna go do this thing and you're like hmm seems like you two might know each other Hmm. um but he's like we're gonna go cut up this boar for like five days of food and this is like when Ice Cube just like all of it gets better as the movie goes on he's already just like what the fuck (laughs) 
Like, he's already clearly over this bullshit on the boat. He's over this bullshit of being in the fucking Amazon. Like, more, like, you would expect if someone was going to be that first, it would be Westridge. Because he's so pampered or whatever. Mm. But it's not. It's <clears throat> Ice Cube from, like, the jump. Is like, you know what? Why the fuck am I out here? Well, I feel like Ice Cube is, like, the surrogate for the audience member. Yeah. You know? He's like, he, oh, he's you. Like, this is how you would respond. I mean, I hope so. I, I hope so. to be like Ice Cube in every day of my life. <laughs> um, next morning. <gasps> the morning. Ugh, Westridge golfing again, and this time he's listening to his classical music, um, and everyone else is just hanging out or whatever, and then suddenly the boat shakes, and you're like, <gasps> finally are they going to get attacked by this anaconda? No. Um, immediately they're like, oh my god, what's going on? And then, like, one of them, I think it might be Kale, Voight, whoever, doesn't fucking matter, is like, oh, like, the rope got caught in the propeller. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we can't go anywhere until we fucking get it out. So, here we go again with Voight and Kale manning off, being like, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. And, you know, Voight's talking about, like, oh, like, I'm like a river rat. Like, I know everything about this river. Like, there's dangerous stuff in there. You're not gonna want to go in there. And, like, Kale's like, LOL, like, I'll be fine. And then, like, makes this comment about, like, to J-Lo. And it almost feels like he's trying to be flirtatious. Yeah, and I'm it's like, so gross. Ew! He's like, all, all I'm worried about is this blah, blah, blah specific fish that, like, swims right up into your dick and has, like, fucking, like, like, sticks its goddamn whatever in you. Yeah. And, and, like, He's like, that's all I'm worried about, babe. That fucking fish that's going to fucking destroy my dick if it gets in my urethra. And it's like, why would you share that? Um, so, and, and now, of course, like, Ice Cube hearing this is like, okay, so now there's fucking fish in the water that are going to fucking destroy my dick? Right. I want out of here. I'm that over it. That was the final straw. Yeah, literally. He was like, I'm done. I'm over it. Um. So, of course, Kale is like, I'm taking charge. I'm going to do it. This is my expedition. He gets in full scuba gear. Honestly, I was oh, surprised. I thought he was just going to be like, I don't need to, and just go in, like, fucking. Well, that's the underwear. thing. And, like, maybe that's me being stupid, but I'm like, it doesn't feel like the boat, it, it's like a raft. Right. With, like, a propeller, like, right on the bottom. It's not like he's, like, it's, like, you know, the Titanic. Right. Like, he's going to have to swim real deep down. Where I'm like, I guess, yeah, maybe have scuba gear on so you can stay under longer. But I was like, I don't know, I feel like it was, like, a whole thing to get in the scuba gear to just, like, go right under the boat, like, right there. But whatever, that shows how little I know. Um, so he jumps in, blah, blah, and, you know, as he's down there trying to fix it, there's, like, this weird moment of, like, J-Lo kind of waiting on board, everyone else chilling, and, like, John Boy, this scene, I was like, why? They cut to him, and he's not even trying to be subtle. He's staring right at her. With this, like, gross-ass grin. This is where I made the point to be, like, it literally looks like he's, like, passing, like, a juicy ass, too. In this fucking scene. Like, his face, bro. <laughs> like, it's nasty. Like, and she literally, like, looks at him and she's like, um... And, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, in, like this happens to everyone, where, like, you catch someone looking at you in public and the normal fucking people thing to do is, like, if you get caught looking at somebody, you make eye contact, you fucking look away. Mm -hmm. And you expect if you catch someone doing it to you, they look away. And he, like, doesn't. So then, like, she awkwardly has to look away. Oh. And it's like, um, LOL, what? But as this is happening, out of fucking nowhere under the boat. Because you don't see anything happen. Like, he's not hit by anything. He's not attacked by anything. Kale starts fucking, like, spazzing. And he's, like, holding his throat under the water. And you're like, okay, clearly he can't breathe or something. So he's, like, he comes up to the surface and he's thrashing. And they pull him onto the boat. And they, like, take his his mask off and everything, and he's, like, pale as fuck. 
He's like not breathing, not conscious, whatever. JLo's hysterical. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my God, he's not breathing, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And at this point, we're all just like, what the fuck happened? Like, literally, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And so John Foy, he's like, someone give me a knife. And just, just so easily, they give this fucking crazy motherfucker a knife to take to Kale's throat. No, well, first, and, first they open his mouth. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> How did I forget about that? They open his mouth. And pull out this big ass thing that looks like a fucking like black cicada. Yeah, at least it's a it's a wasp. It's and a poisonous like, oh, wasp. Oh, it's like a wasp. It's a poisonous wasp. Immediately. I don't know about you, but I was like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, first of all, I'm sorry. In a movie about a motherfucking anaconda. Called anaconda. I don't need a bitch to die because of a fat fucking wasp. That like went into his mouth? Like, I don't understand. That's the thing. That's the huge thing, though. Like, beyond that, like, how? Because he definitely didn't, he wasn't, like, fucking chewing on it and saving it for later. Right. So, like, you would assume that, like, oh, well, then it was in his scuba gear. He was down there swimming, sucking away on air for a hot minute, and that bug was big. Right. That's not, like, a fucking housefly or a fucking mosquito. Like, this shit was the size of a peanut. Like, like, y'all want me to believe that he, that it was just, like, chilling in his mask and he didn't discover it until, like, a minute of being underwater? Right. You would see that shit when you put it on. It's just, like, such stupid logic, which, once again, for a movie that, like, probably, no matter how they did it, was going to be dumb, like, you didn't need to do this, though. Yeah, I don't know like, why they did just a snake have movie. Get, like, bit by something. Like, or, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It, it just it was very stupid, but I guess they needed to Well, it comes up later, yeah. and, like, you can probably fucking put it together in this moment, though, because obviously fucking Voight can't be trusted. But you're definitely like, okay, because he's had beef with Kale, mm-hmm. and he so easily was like, I know exactly what this is. Right. Like, yada, yada, yada. You're like, oh, I'm sure he had some fucking hand in this happening. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. But once again, how that logistically makes sense... It doesn't. Y'all fucking tell me, because I have no idea. Um, but anyway, back to what you're saying. So he, like, cuts the... He, like, literally cuts open fucking Kale's throat. So immediately I'm like... <gasps> and he does the fucking... Uh, what is it fucking it's called? Tracheotomy. tracheotomy? Yeah. yeah. And he, like, sticks, like, a fucking straw in his throat so this fucker can breathe again. I don't know people, and, like, like, people always know how to just perform a tracheotomy. I'm like, I would never know what to do. Ever. Well, that's the thing that's so funny about this shit. There's, like, you just trust that this dude that you just met a few days ago to perform this, like, fucking, like, life or death, like, surgery with a fucking, like, probably dirty knife on this dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I guess the other option is do nothing and let him die. But, like, just, like, there was, like, no thought. It wasn't, like, well, let somebody else do it. Like, they didn't even, he didn't even say beforehand, like, I'm gonna perform a tracheotomy on him. Right. He was just, like, give me the knife, slice. Um, so anywho, um, at this point, like, everyone's traumatized. Um, J-Lo is ready to leave. And so the sequence of events is, like, it's kind of, like, back to back to back, where it's, like, at this point, like, J-Lo's, like, okay, I'm over it. Like, you know, Kale is injured. He's, like, lying down in a bed in the back with, like, the fucking straw still in his throat. Um, and she's, like, clearly we're not getting this documentary made. It's over. We need to leave. Um, Ice Cube comes down from up above where, like, the fucking, like, wheel of the ship is or whatever and he's like oh the radio doesn't work then Mateo is like well I can't fix the radio that's not not my problem um also I can't drive the boat because there's fog or some stupid shit Mm -hmm. and then Roy being ever so helpful is like also um if we don't get Kale to a hospital soon he's dead 
Yep. So it's just like everyone all at once being like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and no one providing a solution. Until Voight suggests that they they take this alternate route to get back, which I must have missed this originally. Apparently, and I think I actually remember it. In one of the scenes earlier when Voight was talking to um, Kale and trying to be like, I know more than you. No, I know more than you. He suggested a route they take that Kale kind of brushed off and was like, no, we're going to do my route. Mm-hmm. Like, yada, yada, yada. So in this moment, after obviously Kale is, like, incapacitated or whatever, and Voight is like, well, you know, I know this quicker route to get back so, you know, we can save Kale and get him to the hospital. J-Lo's like, okay, interesting, because that's the route you wanted us to take yesterday to get to the tribe. Mm -hmm. How the fuck is it the same route to get somewhere else? And he was like, and he just says some shit like, oh, like, same route, like, different destinations or some shit. Yeah. Or, like, different reasons for mm-hmm. taking it. But she's, like, immediately like, yeah, I cannot trust this bitch one second. Um, so then they're just cruising down the river, like, well, she, yada, yada, yada. She, she finally decides to go along with it because he's like, well, the options are, like, you go my route or, like, if we turn around, it's going to take at least two days because, like, we're going to be going yeah. against the current and, like, he'll be dead. So, like, she didn't really have much of a choice. She recognized the, like the buffoonery of it all but uh she i mean she yeah she's like it's she doesn't have a choice but she's definitely like okay now i'm on like high alert oh, with this fucker like i don't trust him and that comes very much clear in the next scene because like they're cruising and they get to this wall which if you remember the stupid fucking goddamn legend they're talking about they talk about a wall in this which like this just goes to show like the whole thing with this is like as i said like they talk about like the sequence in the legend like you have to do this first and this first and this first and then like all this stuff spoiler appears in the movie but like not at all in the order you're supposed to find them in Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this wall is the fucking supposed wall they're talking about. Like, because they said you're supposed to follow it for five days, and I don't think they were following it for five days. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, anywho, it's like a dam almost in this. It's like in the water. It's not like on land. This wall, it's like just comes just above the surface of the water. Um, so obviously they can't go through it. So JLo immediately is like, interesting, because you said you know this river like nobody's business, yet you took us on a route that we can't get through because there's a wall. So what's going on? And he's like, oh, well, like, you know, not worried about it because, like, I have my trusty and opens up a fucking bag of dynamite. <laughs> Like, and a fucking almost, and it's like, is that real dynamite? Like, no, almost. It's a fucking prop gag. Like, he just, like, brings that everywhere to be like, no, this is all fake. I just like to see people's reactions when I open up a bag of dynamite. Like, yeah, it's fucking real. So, essentially, he's like, you know, we're going to have to blow up the wall. And J-Lo's like, no, 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 no. Like, that wall's definitely there for a reason. Like, it's built by people. This doesn't just, like, happen by accident. Like, people put up this wall for a reason. We don't need to be, like, damaging, like, you know, whatever the ecosystem is out here and how things work mm-hmm. just because we need to get through. And then, like, you know, Voight is kind of, like, once again, like, you know, okay, you have options. This is where he brings up the two-day thing because I wrote it down oh, here. Oh, sorry. Where he's, like, you know, you can – we cannot take this way. We can, you know, go the other way, and it's going to take two days longer, and, you know, Kale, your boyfriend, supposedly, is going to be dead, or we blow this up and we keep going. And, of course, Westridge is like, okay, I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to get out of here now. Blow up the damn wall. So he takes Owen Wilson. Boyd takes Owen Wilson in the water with him. Of course, though, he makes Owen Wilson get in the water as he stands on top of the wall <laughs> to place the dynamite. And, you know, you, you, you know what's coming. Like, Owen Wilson's in the water. They're placing the dynamite. And then you get the kind of point of view. Like, something's in the water with them. And then, like, you're like, and, like, John Voight's kind of watching Owen Wilson. So you're like, damn, is he really going to, like, 
sacrifice Owen right here. And, like, at the last second, he pulls Owen up. We don't see anything in the water. But then Owen Wilson's like, something's in the water. And John Boyd's <laughs> like, I know. And he's like, no, I'm serious. And John Boyd's like, so am I. And that's it. That's the fucking scene. Um, well, it's essentially that moment in the scene. Because then they essentially, they swim back as fast as they can after they light the dynamite. This is fucking incredible, this scene, actually. Um, they light the dynamite. Huge explosion, right, as they get back to the boat. The explosion, like, rocks the boat and sends all but one of their barrels of fuel Mm -hmm. flying off the boat down to the water, where I guess they're irretrievable. Um, And at the same time, because it causes this huge explosion, this is when we find out that, I guess, all of the water is just, like, filled with snakes. Yeah. Just, like, a bunch of snakes. Because it explodes. Yeah. But also a massive amount because it sends snakes of like every fucking size and type flying down onto the boat like it's raining snakes, baby. And so, of course, everyone's freaking out and they're like, oh my God. And this is when fucking John Boy. It's <laughs> my favorite Honestly, line. This is like, this is like some me shit where he's like looking mm-hmm. at all these snakes and they're all like, what the fuck? And he's like, babies, all of them babies. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking just talking about these fucking things and he says it like three times yeah. and he's like picking up things he's like babies and then he like starts picking them up and like putting them back into the water he's like and i think he says some shit he's like okay back to your mama's babies <laughs> go like, back to your mother ba- yeah like it's like dude what i like, love it it's just so unnecessary but something in this that like really like traumatized me when i saw it is they cut to the shot because they're still on the boat with all the fucking snakes of um this snake with a full fucking frog sticking out of its mouth. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It was gross. Like, in general, like, I don't really want to see a snake really eating anything. Right. Um, and I'm not someone that particularly is, has a fear of snakes. Like, I have held, like, you've seen me. Like, I've held, like, those big-ass, mm-hmm. like, fucking, what are they? I don't want to call them a python. A, whatever a fucking huge snake is. Like, around me. Like, I love it. I would honestly want one as a pet. Like... But I don't want to see it, like, fucking swallowing a full-ass, like, bullfrog whole. Like, no, I because I also love frogs. No, I animal get eaten. It's sad. So it was disturbing. I don't know if, I'm sure it wasn't real, but it still fucking fucked me up. And then in the same moment, Westridge, this makes no fucking sense. This tiny, tiny baby, this baby, baby snake, um, <laughs> is, like, on Westridge's hand. Which you're like, how the fuck did he... Like, because this whole time he hasn't said anything about it. So you would assume that he didn't realize it was there. Or he, like, let it crawl up him. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? But there's a fucking baby snake on his hand now. And it's got its little fucking tiny mouth, it's like, so suckling cute. on his finger. So and he's like, cute. oh, my God. I know, it's like, it's like teething yeah. on him. Aww. Um... But it's, like, biting his finger, and, and, like, the tip of his finger is bleeding, and he's, like, yelling for Voight to get it off. And, of course, once again, like, Voight, like, comes over to it. I think he calls it, once again, like, one of his babies. Um, Wester just, like, enough with the baby shit. Get this fucking snake off my hand. Um, and he, like, takes it off, throws it in the water, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the scene ends with them being, like, you know, oh, like, let's address the fact that we fucking dumped all the fuel because of this into the water, and we have one barrel left, which is only enough now for one day's ride. Yes. And that's where <sighs> it leaves us. Yes. So, <clears throat> we move. Now we go down below to where Ooh. Kale is staying in his cabin where he is, like, essentially in a coma, I guess. He's just, like, unconscious for, like, most of the rest yeah. of this film. Um, and so I guess J-Lo and Ice Cube want to take this opportunity to, like, I feel like if I was on that boat and there was someone who was, like, unconscious, like, that's where I would go to gossip because it's a private area where, like, I can talk shit with my friend. 
So I keep... I would be so nervous. That, I mean, it depends on what I was gossiping about. What would be gossiping like... about the person that was down there? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's some shady, shady shit. <laughs> go right next that. to him to talk shit. Um, so J-Lo and Ice Cube go down there, and they're talking about, like, everything that's going on and they're now being like oh, I don't think we trust John Void. I wonder like where he's taking us and it's like it's about time yes don't right. don't trust him he's not good um and that's the entire scene that's it they're just like what's going on I don't know okay um so we are back on the boat and we come across another abandoned boat uh, off to the side and we see a handgun we see a bunch of feathers and we can deduce from the 45 minutes previous that it's probably the boat Danny Trejo was on um, right so Voight sees it and he tells Mateo that they need to stop because maybe there's fuel on that boat we need to get more fuel and so J-Lo comes. because even J-Lo is like do you recognize that right. boat and he was like no no there's just like probably fuel He's on like, it there are a lot of boats that look like that I don't know and she's like mm. she's just very suspicious suspicious of like all of the things he does now which she should be um so J-Lo like calls out to someone on the boat and doesn't get a response so what does John Voight do he shoots a gun and he's like okay well no one responded to that so like I don't think anyone's on there so John Voight takes Mateo, and they're like, okay, we're going to go over, and we're going to see if we can find some fuel or something. And Ice Cube is like, you know what? This would be a really good idea to get this shit on film. So he goes and grabs his camera, and he decides to join them. I would never do that, but good for him. Right, yeah. Um, So all the men get in the water, and we get this, like, POV shot of the three of them. And it's like, ooh, they're in the water, they're in the water, anything could happen. They're, like, moving really fucking slow and really carefully. And we, like get a view like from behind um oh yeah we get a view which we've only gotten one other time so far of like what's on ice cube's camera so like we're seeing through his lens mm-hmm. and we're seeing like mateo and john Voigt get on top of the boat and then we get a point of view shot from behind ice cube and you're like oh shit something's gonna get my boy and then he turns around because he hears something but thank god nothing happens he's fine <sighs> take a breath it's okay if ice cube died like this movie would literally be unwatchable i agree um so everyone makes it to the new boat fine they get on board and immediately john voight sees the newspaper clipping that we got a very brief glimpse of at the beginning of the movie and from what i can tell on the newspaper is it is a photo of john voight with danny trejo and i believe mateo it is mateo and they are all holding like a very long snake and it's in yeah. another language. It's in probably Portuguese. So I don't know what it says, but you can gather that these three men know each other. They have hunted snakes together. So you're like, okay, yeah, there's some shady shit, some shady business going on here. Right. So where am I? Um, so he takes it right off the wall and he puts it in his pocket because he doesn't want anybody to see it. It will, you know, below his cover. Um, so then Ice Cube comes in and, you know, as Ice Cube does, just makes every scene better. He's just like, it's fucking spooky in here, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. So they go below deck. And well, John Voight goes below deck while Ice Cube explores this up top area. And he finds this, like, locked chest. And mm-hmm. he, like, breaks it open. And inside, what's inside? Do you know what's inside? I It looked like... Originally, because I put, like, I didn't know what was in there. I was like, it shows skin? us, but I don't know. But then... It's, I believe it's, like, snake hunting gear. Okay. Yeah, I wrote That they ammo. would have, obviously, because in the past, he and Danny Trejo had hunted snakes together. Okay, so it's just, like, a chest of ammo. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Um, yeah. And so then Ice Cube comes downstairs, and they do this, like, stupid little jump scare where, like, he comes face-to-face with John Voight. 
And right. I'm like, maybe use the snake. It's 45 minutes in. Where's, it's like one of those things where it's like, if you're going to show us this fucking ridiculous ass snake puppet, like, first of all, lose the CG. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then after you show it to me once, uh, just fucking keep giving me the snake puppet at that point. Like, it's so fucking stupid that you just, it's like, I almost wish you were, like, leaning into it more. Well, I also, like, I have a problem with, like, the pacing of it because they so often have these moments of, like, people being in the water and, like, hearing something and, like, they build the tension for, like, two seconds of, like, is there a snake? And then nothing ever happens. And then anytime something does happen with the snake, there's no build up. It's just like, bam, snake. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. It's just like, you can combine both of those things. Like, give us less scenes of the nothing happening Mm -hmm. and take that time to, like, give us more of, like, a buildup and when the snake is actually going to attack. Exactly. So, but no, we get jump scares with John Voight instead. So, um, so Ice Cube is like, what's in the box? And John Voight goes, treasures. And I love it. (laughs) Because that's probably what I would say. Um, and he's like, okay. So Mateo comes down from where he was and he finds all, like, the broken floorboards and it's just, like, them fucking exploring the boat, essentially. It's not very interesting. Um, so they, yeah. they go back on deck, and Ice Cube and John Voight lower the chest into the water, and they start to bring it back to their boat. And they're, Mateo is still on Trejo's boat, and they're calling for him to come back with them. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll be there, I'll be there. So they go on without him. And for some reason, Mateo, like, instead of just, like, getting into the water like a normal human being, starts to, like try to back into the water. He, like, very clumsily, like, falls off the boat and goes, like, head first underwater. Yeah, it's just, like, such a doofus move. Yeah. And there's this moment of them being like, oh, no, he's fallen into the water. And I'm like, you mean the water that he was going to get into anyway? Yeah, the water like, that you're I just in. don't understand why he had to fall into it. It was really weird. And, like, also, you're a fucking, like, you're their guide. Like, you should be able to handle yourself in the water. If anyone can. Right. So he, like, falls in. He's like, oh, gross, because he's, like, gone headfirst underwater. And then, absolutely, like, I just talked about, no fucking warning. Bam! Anaconda's here. And it's just, like... That's the thing. This is the scene I was thinking of the whole time I was saying that, where I was like, this is a perfect example of, like, literally, like, he turns, and you don't even have time to fully recognize yet that it's the anaconda before it attacks. And, like, I get that maybe they were trying to, like, make it scary of, like, it could show up at any time, but, like, it just does not work in a movie. In this sense, at least. Um, I think a perfect example is, like, something that, like, we love, like, the insidious jump scare, ugh. which is something we've talked about before with the whole, like, you know, waiting a second extra to put the music yes. in so your brain has time to register what you're seeing and, like, shit like that where, like, something like that where, like, you know, someone turns a corner into a room and someone's just there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great jump scare. And I feel like, to a degree, maybe they're trying to go for something like that where, like, he turns and it's just there. But it doesn't work well no. because there's no time for you to process anything. So, literally, you're, you're not even jumping. You're like, oh, oh my God. Because, first of all, this movie isn't really that scary. I, I mean, no offense if you think it's scary. Like, everyone teaches their own but I did not find this movie scary both times that I watched it um although it takes a lot to scare me now I feel like um anyhow but you know yeah, I, it's just I like you're agree. just like oh okay it, it's just like messy almost you're like you guys it's like you guys like we're like oh shit fuck we gotta put the snake in hurry up hurry up <laughs> like you guys like did not give it any time yeah and you're just like so you're just like oh okay I guess that's happening now what the fuck yeah, so it just literally just shows up, and it grabs him, it spins him around in his, its fucking CGI, not glory, and, like, just tightens on him as snakes do, and then it bites his head and, like, snaps it off to the side. And yeah. it's not, like, gory. It's not very interesting visually. The snake looks bad. So, like, it's all not good. I was just like, okay, that's it. That's the big climactic, like, first true, like, death scene. 
I don't know how you feel about this. Let me bring this okay. up. Um, and it's like, what is it? Like, I don't know how necessarily you would avoid it. I mean, like, where it's like every death that the snake causes, aside from possibly, um, spoiler, John Boyd's, um, is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, I grabbed you with my big old snake mouth, like on the shoulder or some shit. Yep. And now I'm wrapping you up and constricting you and up the scene. Where I'm like, to a degree, I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, like, that's how snakes work. Like, that's how an anaconda does kill its prey. So I'm not, it's not going to be something where it's like, and on this one, it pulls out a fucking handgun. <laughs> like, it's like, get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, it got to a point where I'm like, okay. Like, well, yeah. when you have something like crazy fucking John Voight's kill, where you're like, okay, that's something that's like essentially the same thing, but you're giving me a variation on it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's like, I have to wait until literally the end of the movie to get any fucking variation is a little much. Well, I also feel like, I mean, yes, that's how snakes kill, so like, I get it, but they could have also had like someone swimming away from it and like it grabbing its leg and like constricting its leg and breaking its leg, or like, you can do, oh, yeah, you can do like anything with. The snake could take any part of your body and constrict it and break it or, like, twist you or, like, like it could pick you up and then, like, climb up a fucking tree and, like, throw your body and, like, it could do anything. And right. it's just, like, really, like, pedestrian and very not imaginative. It's just, like, like I'll say like, oh, we thought of a snake, know, let's do it this way, that's it. Right. Because it's, like, I don't want to discredit the one of the few things that maybe this film has going for it. Um... Which is that, like, yeah, I think leading up to the deaths, because obviously there's the waterfall scene that we're going to get to and shit like that, like, I guess, like, when it's hunting, there's a somewhat of a variation of how it corners people or how it gets them. But at the same time, it's just, like, it always ends up with the same shit. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's just, like, the variation is, like, I think that's me being a little generous. Because at the same time, it's, like, okay, somebody fell in the water. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got got. Like, all right, I get it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm personally also just somebody who always is going to want more practical effects. I want more, like, yes. visual, yes. creative, interesting deaths. And it's just, this movie does not provide that for me. It provides J-Lo and her luscious booty, and that's about it. Yeah, um, and we have to be grateful for that. Always. Um, so we cut back to the boat where Ice Cube is calling for him, like, calling out to him, and everyone's getting worried. And then we get this... One decent shot back at Mateo, which is where I made the note. The vagina mouth! The snake opens its mouth big and wide, and I made note that I think the practical mummy, and the mummy, oh my, why did I say mummy? The practical snake. Let's watch some mummy with Brendan Fraser, (laughs) please. please. You know, I love that. Um, The practical snake, like, I I like it. It's fun. I would, you know, I'd buy it. I'd put it in my room. It's cute. Um, Yeah. But the inside of the mouth fully looks like a diagram of a vagina that you would see in, like, a junior year biology book. Um... But that's what's nuts about it it because, like, I didn't know if I was missing something. And once again, I'm not going to preach here like I know anything about fucking anacondas other than it's a big snake and in this movie it fucking eats people. I know that they regurgitate their food because they fucking told me that shit. Um, But I feel like from what I'm remembering, like, when it opens its mouth, it's like, I I guess I'm like, where are the big teeth? Or whatever. There's no teeth, which just adds to the fact that it just looks like a pink fleshy vagina. Did it not have fangs? What'd you say? Did it not have fangs? I didn't see any. Like, I literally, like, I don't know. I'll fucking look up a picture when we're done. But, like, it literally just looks like fucking a big old pink vagina gummy mouth. Like, which is why I think I had that reaction of being like, holy fuck. Like, this literally just looks like like a fucking vagina. And I was, like, having this out-of-body experience. Like, wait. 
Am I imagining this? <laughs> no, you were not. It was very, very um, feminine. Honestly, it's empowering to think that Is this my vagina represents an anaconda. Is this a feminist movie now? Possibly. I understand what Nicki Minaj was talking about now. Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, the vagina, mouth, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, so, we're done with Mateo. We're over him. So, we go back yeah, to the boat, dead. and Ice like, Cube is like, all right, listen, we need to go get him. I'm going to go back and find him. Like, come with me. And John Voight's like, nothing must stay here. Like, I'm good. I'm, you go on your own. And he's like, all right. So, Ice Cube goes out, and he starts looking for him. He takes a flashlight, and he starts to go out to look. We stay on the boat with everybody else who's now not only worried about Mateo, but they're also worried about Ice Cube because now they're both right. gone. And they're calling for him, and he's also not responding. Um, he eventually, thank God, does come back, and he's like... Oh, did you hear my burp? I'm yes, sorry. I did. Okay, thank you. He's like, I couldn't find him, but, like, I found his flashlight. And they're like, oh, boy. And then... Did you notice when he got back on the boat, Ice Cube was completely dry? <laughs> I did not. Like, he, this fucker was in the water for oh, so long. Incredible. And he just gets in the boat in, like, dry t-shirt, dry shorts. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I did not. Uh, because I was so distracted by the very sudden moment of John Voight just then unrolling a massive roll of anaconda skin. <laughs> he just, like, literally, the scene is structured of, like, I'm going to go look for him. I'm back. I couldn't find him. And then John Voight's just like, okay, by the way, here's a bunch of snake skin. And he just, like, rolls it out at them. <laughs> It's like, I'm sure that, like, he got it out of the chest, yeah. but in my mind, I'm like, oh, he just keeps that motherfucking thing on him. <laughs> it was He's so like, weird. He's y'all want to see my massive snake skin, baby? Yeah, and it was big, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of snake is this big? And John Boyd's right. like, no, 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 no. This was, like, three years ago. This snake has grown since, don't worry. And you're like, okay. And he's like, yeah, something like this probably ate Mateo. It's just, like, very matter-of-fact. He's like, he's dead. The snake ate right. him. This is a big snake. I'm now revealing all my secrets. And Exactly. Uh, I'm a bad guy. And your friend's dead. And J-Lo was like, okay, snakes don't fucking eat people. And John Voight points to this, like, scar on his face that, honestly, I didn't even notice. So I'm just like, he's old and crusty. Yeah, so like, like, he has scars everywhere. Your makeup is not that good. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, really? And he, like, points to his scar. Um, and he's like, you know what? anacondas do kill people and then he goes through his like spiel but like telling them in detail like how they kill people and i'm like i know well, this is like another fucking jaws moment oh, this is like, this was like a direct moment where i wrote down like oh my god like try to be jaws a little bit more jesus because he's literally talking about like how they're perfect killing machines mm-hmm. in the water and i'm like sir right like <laughs> Like, that could, like, obviously I'm not, like, looking at a fucking script or a transcript of Jaws right now, but, like, that just feels like a line straight out of fucking Jaws about Jaws being a fucking perfect killing machine in the water. Of course it is. Like, I'm like, okay, we get it. This movie's so good. Um, So after he, you know, tells us all the information that we already got from the title card, um, he then finally reveals to them that, like, listen, I'm out here because I'm going to catch this big fucking snake. And I'm going to make a lot of money doing it. Um, And they're like, oh my god. He's like, you know what? I'm not the monster. I didn't eat your friend. The snake did. So, yeah, all of a sudden you're a good guy, John Boyd. It's fine. Um, J-Lo is like, all right, fuck this shit. She's done. She's like, I'm going to stay here and we're going to wait for Mateo. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not leaving him. And Westridge is like, absolutely not. We will die if we stay here. I'm so sick of this shit. I need to go. 
Well, this is, like, the moment when I finally, I started to turn toward Westridge mm-hmm. a little bit. Because, like, I get J-Lo being, like, oh, she's, like, the good guy in this movie. Like, she's the pure of heart. So she'll wait for Mateo, even though it's, like, girl, he's gone. Right. Like, even if you don't want to believe that a huge snake got him, like, he's fucking gone. You're in the middle of the jungle. Something got him. Right. Like, because then she's, like, you know, when Westridge is, like, we gotta leave, we gotta leave. Like, she's, like, you know... Oh, well, like, you, we can't. Like, if it was you out there, you'd want us to stay. And Westridge is literally like, if it was me out there, I'd be dead. Right. So it wouldn't matter. Like, let's go. And then she's just like, why don't you just stay inside? And he's like, okay, fine. And he, like, gives right. in. So what happens next, Anya? Nighttime falls. It's nighttime. Dun, dun, dun. Nighttime. It is dark and it is raining. And they have all their lights on so that they can search for Mateo. And Denise makes this comment to Owen Wilson that, like, maybe John Voight ate Mateo, not the snake. And he's like, and then she's like, do you think that he's alive, like, being serious? And Owen Wilson says, no, I don't think he's alive. Like, we need to go to bed. Like, let's leave. So as they're walking off together, John Voight makes a comment about how danger is exciting, isn't it? And I don't know how he knew that Owen Wilson was so horny, but he picked up on it. Um, I mean, it's not like Owen Wilson was being fucking subtle. He was just, like, on that boat, like... (laughs) Hey, who's trying to fuck? Right. So Owen Wilson is like, all right, sweetie, you go off to bed. I'll be there real quick. The men got to talk. It was, I, I thought that they were going to have like a fight, but. That's what I thought. Because up to this point, there's no reason why Owen Wilson would be a bad person. Right. He's just horny. And like John Voight has been bad and he's like fucking being a dick to him. And he's like, all right, go to bed. I'm going to handle this. And then instead they're just like, all right, let's catch the snake. We're going to make millions. And John Boyce is like, yeah, literally like pitching the idea, like a fucking shark tank episode to Owen Wilson. And he's like, you know, considering it. So then it's not even like he considers it. I feel like he instantly is like, sure. Yep. <laughs> money sounds good to me. Um, so the next morning we now see this like big close up of a, what it literally just says reptile tra- tranquilizer on the, like bottle and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. yeah that's the that's the name for it that's the medical (laughs) term um and John Boyd is filling a syringe with it while he's just like also watching J-Lo sleep on a chair in Kale's room yeah so fun creepy he's so voyeuristic I do not like so she wakes up because she probably feels him fucking looking at her and he just doesn't break away from looking and he's just like still no Mateo and he's like very smug about it which right. obviously pisses her off, so she, like, slams her door. Um, and we cut to back on deck. Everyone is just sitting really quietly as they move along the water. Owen Wilson is, like, looking at, like, a sketchbook of snakes or something. I don't even fucking know. Everyone's just doing their own shit. Right. And we, ha- we come to the worst scene in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Because <sighs> we see these fucking adorable little monkey babies. And they're living in the trees, and they are just having a nice day with their friends enjoying life and John Voight comes out of nowhere and he just fucking shoots them and the monkey falls into the river dead and I hate it and he's like well don't you want to get bait for the anaconda well the best part is like obviously like I hated this I was like why like I know why he's right. doing it but I'm like I didn't want to see it but then like literally Ice Cube's reaction as always is just like perfect because like they're all just sitting and chilling right like minding their business and here comes fucking John Voight on the deck with a gun shoots it off and like kills a monkey 
And Ice Cube was like, literally, like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's when he's like, oh, well, like, how do you think we're going to catch the anaconda? Yeah. As if Ice Cube gives a fuck. I hate it. I, like, I would have been like, we can use you as bait, not the fucking monkey. Leave it. I know. Poor baby. So he takes the dead monkey and he brings it on the boat. Um, and at this point, like, J-Lo was fucking fed up. Oh, he tells Westridge, yes. like, we're going. Like, here, like, we're going to use this and let's go. And J-Lo's like, okay, nope, enough. Speak, Which is also a great Jennifer Lopez movie, enough. If you have not seen it, <laughs> I recommend. Um, she's like, enough. Absolutely not. This is my fucking boat. No one is going anywhere. And John Boyd right. is immediately like, oh, yeah, it's your boat. You sure about that, hon? Sure. Are you in charge? And then he's like, Owen, like, does, does she speak for you? Like, is she in charge? And... <sighs> Owen Wilson throws like, him right under that bus. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, the movie is probably off since, like, Kale, like, is dead, basically. So, like, we might as well, like, follow John Boyd and, like, film the snake and, like, get some kind of footage. Such a little, like, snake, like, a little snake, a little weasel. He is a snake. They're all snakes. Mm-hmm. That's the metaphor. They're all snakes. There are layers. Oh, yeah. So this pisses off Ice Cube because he is not going to have anyone fucking disrespect his girl. Yeah. And he's like, okay, when did this trip become about a fucking snake? This trip was about yes, people. Thank you. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, we need to get this man to a hospital. I don't give a shit about your anacondas. Like, I want to save his life, and I want to get home. And- he truly just kills me, because he's literally like, um, okay, we were going to the hospital. Do you guys remember that? Right. Like, why are you talking about a snake? Ice Cube is the moral compass of this movie. Thank Christ for that. Uh, so he... Unfortunately, Owen Wilson just keeps defending John Voight, and he's just like, no, no, man, we gotta, like, find the snake, like, we're gonna make a lot of money, it's gonna be good, and Denise is like, honey, this is so not you, and I'm like, didn't you meet him, like, four days ago? Like, there's a thing with all these relationships where it's like, because, like you were saying earlier, like, when he just makes the initial comment about being horny, she's kind of like, lol, yeah, nice try, but then obviously, like, it's like, Okay, fuck me in the woods. Right. So you're like, okay, maybe it's just a hookup. But then when they talk on the boat, it feels like they like already have an established relationship mm-hmm. and they are a couple. And it's like, once again, I don't need any of this shit for my giant snake movie. But if you're going to bother to put it in there, don't just leave me fucking crumbs. Like, let me understand what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. It's very weird. So she's calling him honey. She's like, this is not you. And he just like keeps going on and on about like, no, no, no. This is amazing. It's going to be groundbreaking. Like, we're going to do this. Um, and Ice Cube is like, I'm just going to like throw you in the fucking river. Right. And, which is amazing because that's how we all feel. And I wish he had. I also wish he had. But of course, John Boyd has a gun. So he, what does he do? He tries to scare Ice Cube by shooting at the table right next to him. And that just kind of like ends everything. Everyone's just like, okay, fuck you. Like, I hate this. It's just, like, a, a clear moment of, like, now officially yeah. the dynamic has shifted and John Voight is, like, whether you like it or not, in charge right. of this vessel. Lines have been drawn, and we have to fucking follow the crazy ponytail man with the gun. God. <sighs> Nighttime. Owen is now standing guard with his gun. He has joined the militia. He's gone to the dark side. And, God. you know, Denise is still trying to, like, take her man back, and she's, like, you know, giving him looks and, like, trying to, like... Make him feel bad and, like, come back over to her. And Ice Cube and Mm -hmm. J-Lo exchange a look. And Ice Cube does this, like, really subtle, like, switchblade reveal. Like, under, like, hiding it so, like, only she sees it. And she, like, shakes her head no. And he's like, fine. Do you want to know what this made me think of? What? It made me think of fucking Kayo. 
Why does he do that? Because it's like it was like such a Kyle move. <laughs> like as we've, if you if you're an avid listener of our podcast, you already know about our friend Kyle from the theater. But like just like being like this tough guy and being like, don't worry, I got a knife. Like <laughs> I'll take him. And then us being like, no, don't fucking stab somebody, please. Yeah, I can absolutely see him doing that in the office of like how he was being. Oh, a there dick. was a day when we thought he was gonna fucking stab the Domino's driver. Oh my god, Ugh, that's a story for another time. Oh. But it was incredible. He's a very gentle man. <laughs> He really is. It's just, like, he's a big tough talker. So, as everyone is kind of just, like, making eye contact with each other, something, like, grabs the line that John Boyd has thrown into the water as bait. And so you're like, okay, here we go. Shit's about to finally happen. The line starts moving around. John Boyd's trying to reel that baby in. And pretty quickly, it, like, lifts right up from the water to reveal it's our big-ass anaconda baby. And it has its mouth on that hook. And they caught it. Oh, and this is where we really get to see the fucking bad CGI really yeah, coming in I mean, now. Anytime the snake is like moving a lot, it's CGI and it's yeah, it just looks like very blurry almost because it's moving so quickly. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not great. Um, and oh, okay, I wrote here when the anaconda first reveals itself. It's the first moment. Because we've seen the snake multiple times, but it's the first moment that the, the cast is seeing yes. the snake. So we get all of their reactions, and it, this is the moment that really pissed me off, because they fucking ripped off Jaws so bad in this moment, because after J-Lo sees the anaconda, they cut to her, and they do the fucking zoom dolly shot that they do in Jaws, where he's sitting on the beach, and they, like, zoom the camera in while also dollying it back, so it has that, like, weird effect. Oh, did they really? Yes. I totally missed that. I was that. like, are you fucking kidding me? Because, like, I mean, it's not only Jaws that's done that. Like, Goodfellas did it. Like, it's a very, like, well-known technique to, like, create a sense of, like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, distortion. But... The fact that they fucking did it for the moment that J-Lo saw it, I was like, okay, I get it. You like Jaws. Cut it out. It was, it was a lot. Jesus. I get- Honestly, I feel like we're obligated to do a fucking Jaws mini-sode at this Ugh. point. I was like, I get it. She's in a state of shock. I understand. I know that that's what that, like, means. It was bad. So. God. That, like, sent Glad me. I missed it. I literally paused it and, like, took a few breaths. I was like, okay. Took a lap. Yeah, I was like, oh, her. I, at this point, we're so close to being dead. I was just like, I gotta finish it. Um, so we get all the reactions. John Voight starts yelling for Owen to, like, get the lights and, you know, blind the snake. Uh, like, Westridge, like, stop the boat. Like, get all the stuff. So it's thrashing around in the water. No one's really doing much. Like, they do what they're told, but everyone else is just staring on, like, really fucking terrified. Ice Cube, for some reason, like, gets closer to the water and the snake's tail, like you know, as he's thrashing, like, knocks him down, and his knife gets thrown from his hand into the water. So, like, his weapon... I think he was possibly trying to run at John Voight while he was, like, had mm-hmm. his back turned and, like, stab him. I have oh, no idea. I kind of hope that's what he was doing. Um, but basically, like, the snake just keeps thrashing, and it eventually gets loose. And <laughs> it is now loose oh, and God. free, so it raises its head out of the water, and it just spits the full monkey corpse at Westridge. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because at first I was like, I forgot that, like, that was the bait they were going to use, I guess. I didn't really, like, think about it, right. and then, like, there's just this dead, wet monkey corpse just, like, being thrown at a man, and I was like... I truly screamed. I was like, <laughs> they did not fucking just throw that soggy-ass monkey corpse in his face. <laughs> they did. They really fucking did. Uh, oh my god. It was one of the better moments. Um, I, I mean, they got me with that yeah. one. I said, okay. <laughs> so, at this point, the snake is like, oh, 
I'm invited on board now, right? Okay, thank you so much. Where's the party, yeah. he said. So he gets on, and he just immediately is like, Anaconda, don't want none unless you got Bunsen, sees right. J-Lo in the kitchen area, yep. fucking goes right at her, breaks through the glass, and she has her back to it. So, like, she starts to slowly turn to face it, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but it had this awful, like, shrieking sound. That snakes... When it got shot? No, like, when it was just, like, hissing at her. Oh. That, like, snakes... I probably Snakes did. do not make that sound. Like, it was part of the trivia I was looking at. Like, the sounds that they had the snakes make were, like, very inaccurate. Um, but it's just, like... Because I've never... Uh, I've never heard a snake make any sound other than a fucking hiss. Exactly. But it had, like, weird, like, shrieks. It was bad. It was... Just, ugh, I can't. So, she's, like, slowly turning to face it. It's plastic looking as hell. I love it. It's so bad. But luckily, in this moment, John Voight comes, and he shoots it with a tranquilizer in its vagina mouth, and it's thrashing around, you know, it's not fucking giving up without a fight. Denise tries to, like, run over to Owen, and she gets fucking knocked into the water by its tail. Owen Wilson, you know, being a fucking chivalrous man, he jumps in the water after her, but unfortunately, so does the anaconda, and so they're all in the water now. They're swimming back to the boat. They're trying to get away from it. Denise gets on. We get this, like, POV shot, classic Jaws from, like, underneath the water, like, right under Owen Wilson's feet. And you're like, here we go. And he gets lifted up right at the right moment, and he gets on the boat. And you're like, okay, phew, he made it. Nope. Bam. Snake comes out of the water, wraps its body around him. And they do this kind of, like, elegant spin in the air where, like, they, like, spin, like, three times. They do, like a like, a pirouette. I'm like, okay. Right. Although it doesn't look good. Um, but it's very much just like some weird green screen moments with some CGI and like Yeah. It you can tell that like multiple parts of it were filmed at different times and like mm-hmm. were layered on top of each other. Hundred thousand dollars a second. But you know. So he's now in the grasp of this massive anaconda, you know. It's doing to him what it's done to everybody else up until this point, just wrapping him up, you know, squeezing the life out of him. So Denise and Ice Cube reach out. They try to grab him. I don't know how they think they're going to get him out of the snake's grip at all. Um, But the snake lunges at them with its mouth, but also keeps tightening on Owen Wilson. So, like, there's really no hope. So J-Lo just, like, picks up a gun, and she aims it at him. At the snake. But unfortunately, because this is his baby, John Voight will never allow that snake to die. And so the snake is no use to him dead, and he stops her from shooting. Mm-hmm. Snake takes Owen Wilson into the water, and Denise just cries and cries on the boat as he is swept into the abyss of the river. Which I'm just like, okay, what the fuck was the point of the trank? Like That's true. Like, the trank did absolutely nothing to Like, <laughs> other than just, like, I guess distracted it for a half second right. so it would leave J-Lo? Like, yeah, it literally because it's didn't like, do anything. It wasn't like it was slowed down, but it still got him. It was, like, as if the trank scene never happened. Absolutely. And then there's no point in the movie for the rest of the time where it's, like, lethargic or has passed out or anything. No, so it's like, okay, I, I guess we did that. Like, you, it would have been better if you threw a fucking rock at its right. head. It would make more sense. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> distracted it, and then it went after Owen Wilson. Yeah. So now Denise is on the boat. She's fucking devastated because apparently Owen Wilson is the love of her life now, I guess. And so she's just, like, freaking out, crying. J-Lo's trying really hard to comfort her. Um, fucking John Voight is throwing flowers into the water and doing, like, this weird prayer for the deceased. 
I didn't. It honestly feels like rude as fuck. Yeah, it like, sounds like sarcastic. I didn't write down what he said, but it was like very weird and like kind of aggressive. Um, and so Denise starts to immediately yell at him because why would you not? And she's like, "This is your fucking fault. You brought the devil here." And he's like, "The devil's everywhere." He you know he's like. There's a devil inside everyone. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. Oh, I love it. Uh, so they're arguing, and he calls over to Westridge, and he's like, you know what? Like, bring my things to my room, which is just a really nice uh, reversal of roles there. Right. You know, wow. The, Very on the nose. This script is really, really fleshed out. They were like, do you remember when he did that to somebody else? Remember when he said those exact Because mm. then fucking Westridge's response is like, I'm not a bellboy. Yeah. And you're like, oh, layers of genius. Mm-hmm. Wow, character development. Um, yeah, so he yes. says, like, he finally gets a backbone. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he stands up to him. Unfortunately, um, John Barth then just smacks him, like, across the face and puts a gun to his head. Yeah. And he's like, all right, fucking take my shit to the room. And Wester's like, right. yeah, 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 I'll yeah, repeat man. myself. Yeah, 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 I'll go, I got you. Um, so John Voight goes upstairs and we get my favorite shot of the film, which is we pan down underwater. Oh, God. And we get this beautiful shot of the anaconda sure. swimming. So let's just imagine this. You have, you're looking at just water. And then from the left side, the anaconda starts swimming. And it's doing like, kind of like a, a sea motion. So like you're seeing it coming and it's going like away from you. And as its body is coming, you notice that there's, like, a rectangular shape in its body. And then as it goes, you just see Owen Wilson's entire body inside the snake with its face, like, his face pressed against the, like, snake's skin. And it's just, like, Mm -hmm. the outline of a body uh, who I'm assuming he's probably still, like, alive inside there or was alive when he was eaten. Um, It's literally, like, a fucking life cast in the snake's stomach of Owen Wilson. It's so bad and i and it's because it. it's fully cgi too so it's just like oh, oh god it's incredibly bad because like also the rest of the body doesn't make any shape other than like rectangle and then you get like eye holes nose and like mouth yeah and you're like mm, yes that looks like a person sure thing uh, and that is the end of that scene yes and then uh, let's let's fucking get through this fucking chaotic <laughs> ass end third act baby Oh, here we go, here we go. Okay, so it's time, okay, like, fucking shit has hit the fan, full force. And J-Lo and Ice Cube, our fucking leads, are like, we need to do something. They're like, we got a plan. So we don't see them talk about the plan, we just know they're making a plan. And what it, what follows is the plan. So, this is what we brought up earlier. <laughs> J-Lo, gorgeous woman, fucking gorgeous. I could put on a full fucking face makeup, get dialed up, and J-Lo could fucking roll out of a dumpster and would still look better than me. And that's just the fucking truth. And I accept that, and that's fine. Um, but so in the scene, she's, like, clearly getting, you know, trying to sexy herself up. And all she does <laughs> is put on nude lipstick. It's so bad. Which obviously then does nothing because it's the same fucking color as her lips. It's so 90s. So, like, Ugh. she doesn't put anything else on, just, like, nude lipstick and just, like, She's like, all right, time to roll. And it's like, okay. Um, so she walks into the, like, captain's quarters. I don't fucking know. It's wherever the steering wheel is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And there's John Voight, and he's like, you know, what the fuck are you doing in here? And she's like, oh, like, I wanted to talk. She's being very sultry, and it's just, like, so uncomfortable. All I could think of was, like, fucking Jasmine and Jafar. And I was like, (laughs) ugh. Like, as a child, that shit traumatized me. I was like, ew, this is wrong. And I had to relive that with J-Lo and fucking John Voight. But she's, you know, you know... I came on this to make a film and it was supposed to be my big break. And like, now I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, but like, maybe now I could like film you. And this is when he does this shit. He's like, I don't know. Could be dangerous. <laughs> like, been a while since I've had the touch of a good woman. Like, shut up. Oh, you're so good at it. <laughs> God, fucking who wants to give me a job? It's so Jesus. Good. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's going to haunt me. Anyways, so then, like, you know, in this moment, she really took one for the fucking team, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh! Because then he's, like, she, because she's doing the whole, like, yeah, I'm really into you, I want you. He kisses her, and they're, like, kissing for a minute. Oh, God. With his nasty-ass little rat tail ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're doing this, um, we see from the one, because there's doors, it's important to say, on both sides of this little cabin. So on the one side, and it's, like, you know, glass window or whatever, we see Ice Cube approaching, and Ice Cube's got a baseball bat. So we now see that the plan was like, okay, you would distract him, and I'm going to beat him over the head with a baseball bat. Well, there's, like, a little almost, like, side-view fucking mirror thing up on the ceiling that John Boy is, like, too alert for this motherfucker because he catches uh, Ice Cube in the mirror and turns immediately and has his gun drawn on him. He's like, you know, oh, like, nice try. Um, then forces another kiss on J-Lo and, like, kind of, like, tosses her aside. And so you're thinking, like, oh. Damn, couldn't get them, but my fucking homeboy Westridge, baby. Because they're like, oh, we knew you'd be fucking suspicious because what in what universe would J-Lo want to fuck you? Right. Like, in what universe? So we knew you wouldn't fully buy that. And thus would be on the alert and would catch Ice Cube, and we accounted for that. Because here comes fucking Westridge through the other door that you now have your back to, and breaking through the glass, he bludgeons fucking John Voight in the back of the head with his golf club yes. from earlier, like twice, and he goes down, and Westridge is like truly like on a high. He's like, should I fucking hit him again? <laughs> <laughs> and Jill's like, no. And Westridge's like, okay, but like, high key, I did like hitting him though. And I'm like, me too, King. Um, and this is, of course, when J-Lo just, like, gets in the fucking way of her goddamn self in the situation. Because they're like, okay, like, we knocked his ass out. What's the game plan? Obviously, Wester's just like, I'll fucking beat him to death with this golf club. <laughs> like, I'm all for Guess it. Guess he's and not like, so no. prim and proper anymore. Yeah, we love that development for him. And then J-Lo, not J-Lo, Ace, oh, fucking Christ, Ice Cube is like, okay, well, like, let's dump his fucking body in the river. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's nighttime. I'm sure the snake is going to be hungry for some John Voight meat, baby. And, of course, J-Lo's like, no, we can't do that. You know, he has to, like, fucking face his crimes or some shit. We're going to, like, essentially tie him up until we get back to land and, like, you know, We'll turn him in. Mm-hmm. Girl, dumb. Because like, it's just like, why? He's clearly incredibly dangerous. He's unhinged. You don't know this guy. It's not like he's your friend that like had like a snap. Like, you don't, you don't owe him anything. He has only fucking killed your friends essentially by putting them in danger and lying to you and bringing you out here. Like, it, it, it seems that like he doesn't have any people that are looking for him and people that know him are his, are his enemies. Right. Like... So it's not like if you fucking dispose of his ass, you know, 
you're going to get in trouble for it. Like, no one's even going to fucking know. But, of course, she has this, like, moral compass that is like, we can't do that. And it's like, but you can. And you could save yourself a lot of trouble if you did. But, of course, she doesn't. So, next morning, aha, it's morning again. They have John Boyd tied up on the boat where it's just like, you just know. There's like, there's no way this ends well. In any movie, whether it's a bad guy or most of the time it's a good guy and they get tied up somewhere where like, you know, the bad people take them in and they tie them up in their, on their like fucking enemy fort or whatever. You just know they're going to fucking escape. And then they have the upper hand because now they're loose in like your territory, mm-hmm. which is exactly what's going to happen with this fucking John Boyd shit. Cause it's like, you left him on your boat, which he already took over once. So you know he's going to get loose and just take over the fucking boat again. Like, what are you doing? But whatever. So they tie him up. And this is a moment when we, like, kind of fully get, like, you could kind of already put it the fuck together. But J-Lo's putting it together and thus telling anybody in the audience that hasn't put it together yet what's going on. And she's essentially like, you know, I found the newspaper clipping that you tore down. So I know all about this, you know, that you've been hunting snakes. I know that you know Mateo. And essentially what she says in so many words is that like from the beginning the whole plan was like Mateo was in on it Mm -hmm. they had this plan from the beginning which I'm sure is why Mateo at the beginning was like let's take this route because he knew John Boy would be waiting there and thus he would take him on the boat and it's one of those things where it's like to a degree like why did y'all have to do all that like if you and Mateo were already friends and already cool for hunting a snake like why didn't you just fucking go on your own why did you think that a documentary crew was gonna help you be able to catch a snake like what qualifications do they have but that's the thing it's just like nobody helps him except owen wilson it's almost like everyone else is just a fucking obstacle and it's like i'm sure if you're preaching about giving everyone this fucking money like you could have put out a goddamn ad or like use some black market fucking connections and like gotten a crew of your own that was like okay we're going out to hunt a snake it's just like this huge convoluted plot again where it's like i just needed a snake movie i didn't need this fucking john voight garbage because then even when you're like aha like are you putting it together like it was the plan all along and it's and i'm like but for what i don't even understand his motivation in doing all this work like clearly he seems to know what he's doing when it comes to hunting snakes like why did he make it harder for himself because it's not as if like he's like i don't know it just like, doesn't make any fucking sense to me it's just like a waste of fucking time in this plot when i'm like just give me more of the goddamn snake puppet mm-hmm. so anywho essentially like yada yada and he also reveals in this moment which i already brought up before that he's the one that placed the wasp in fucking kale's scuba diving gear mm-hmm. once again I don't, I'm not asking, like, how could he place it in there? I'm asking, like, okay, if you put it in there, how the fuck does Kale not see it? Right. Not feel it instantly? It's very convenient. Like, doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and, of course, like, J-Lo's, like, fucking pissed at him, thinks he's garbage, punches him in the face, and she's like, I can trap a snake, too. And we're like, okay, J-Lo. <laughs> we love you and we appreciate you. So we'll, we'll, we'll clap our hands for you on that one. Um... And then just have, like, a stupid fucking scene of, like, J-Lo walking in on Kale and being like, you're doing great, baby. <laughs> and he's, like, somewhat more conscious because he, like, smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't have the fucking stick in his throat anymore. And then we have another stupid little throwaway scene that's, like, we're all pals now. <laughs> because the only people left that are, like, useful, because obviously, West, uh, not Westridge, um, Kale's not really conscious and Voight is tied up. So we got Westridge, J-Lo, and uh, Ice Cube left and they're all in like the fucking captain's quarters Do with the wheel. Do not forget about Denise. Oh, God. I mean, she's so easy to forget about. And, uh, Denise is there, yes. Denise is just like sitting she's just down crying. below. She's like crying slash like being fucking comatose and like staring daggers at tied up John Voight. Yeah. 
Which, like, it's, like, one of those moments where you see her, like, staring daggers at him, and you, like, you just know. Yeah. Once again, because this movie spells out every fucking thing for you. That, like, okay, like, clearly some beef is gonna be fucking hashed out between these two very soon. Because she believes, obviously, that he is the reason Owen Wilson is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, in the captain's quarters, or whatever, where the fucking wheel is, some of, someone is listening to this, and they know exactly what the fucking name of that shit is, and they're like, girl, shut up. But anywho, um... Fucking Westridge is, like, teaching Ice Cube how to drive the boat. Ain't that something. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, fucking having a laugh. And they're talking about, like, oh, you know, I can't wait to get out of the Amazon. They're talking about, like, all the stuff that they miss. Like, L.A. traffic and beer. And my cellular and like, phone. <laughs> like, shut up, y'all. Whatever. I mean, it's all the fucking stupid scenes in this movie, it's not the fucking worst. But it was, like, a cute moment where, once again, mainly it's there, I feel like, to be like, well, like, remember, like, when Westridge and fucking Ice Cube were at each other's throats? Like, look at how far we've come mm-hmm. because of this trauma. Um, as this is happening, whoop, because we can't fucking do anything, the boat stops again because it gets caught on something. Because, essentially, like, they've, like, touched the bottom of the fucking river floor or something. It's, like, caught on the fucking some shit it doesn't make any sense but essentially as they get stuck this boat they're also in front of this big ass waterfall probably the waterfall from the legend do you think um i mean maybe Hmm. i don't know though okay um so essentially they're like okay fuck and like essentially long story short they're like well you know our options are to stay here and die or to get in the motherfucking water and free the boat and they, they said they're, like, going to winch it or something yeah. or whatever. So, like, of course, Ice Cube was like, me and J-Lo are going to go to this side. Westridge, you can go by yourself to the other side. So, like, they each go in and they have a rope and they got to tie it to, like, a fucking tree. I don't really know how this works. Does not matter? Because it never fucking happens. So as they're in the water, yada, yada, yada. You know, you just already know there's, like, suspenseful music playing because they're in the water, which means something's going to get them. And as that is happening... Well, first of all, I want to mention that Westridge also shared a story about the last time he was in water like this or something, he was picking leeches off his scrotum. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, why does every man in this movie want to talk about some nasty fucking sea life in their dick region? Because that's men. Like, you can save it. Like, they love to be like, it's so horrifying being a man. Something can crawl up in my dick. And I'm like, hmm, try giving birth. <laughs> Moving on. Um, try, like, being a woman for five seconds. You don't understand horror at all, my friend. Um... Anywho, so while this is happening, as I said, Janice is, like, fucking sitting there. She cannot stand the sight of nasty-ass Voight. Girl, me neither. Um, and she's, like, had it. So she approaches him with a knife. But, of course, she's so weak. Like, girl, he is evil. You cannot stand him. He ripped away what is supposedly the love of your life. There's no hesitation. There's none. Because he's deranged. It's not like he made a mistake and got Owen Wilson killed, and he's remorseful. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't care. He's almost reveling in the fact that you hate him. Like, instant stab. Like, there's no hesitation if it was me. Like, and it's over. But, of course, she goes up to him, and she, like, can't bring herself to do it, and John Voight says some stupid shit, like, you know, never look in the eyes of, like, someone you kill, or some shit. And it's like, it stays with you forever. And, of course, in this moment of being distracted, of, like, I can't do it. This is so good. John Boy. Oh, my fucking God. I don't know where. I forgot about this shit, too. Whatever exercise program he's on, I want a part of it because Jesus. my legs are not that strong. But this is, once again, just, like, this doesn't even feel like it's in the same fucking movie. Like, I'm like, what? John Boy, with the strength of, like, his thighs alone, 
because he's tied. He's I believe his ankles are tied up, mm-hmm. and obviously the back of his arms are like tied around this fucking mast or whatever on the ship. With the strength of his thighs, he manages to lunge his body up, up into the air above fucking Denise, where he comes down on her with his legs wrapped around her neck and pulls her to the boat floor. Obviously, she drops the knife, yada yada yada, like. And then he has her with his fucking thighs in a headlock, mm-hmm. kind of being like, oh, now he is the snake. Exactly. Do you get it? Her. Do you get it? You guys fucking get how fucking layered this Do is! You get it? Oh, God. Anywho. Kills her. Calls her. I mean, I'm not going to go into He it. calls her like, baby like, bird again. Yeah. Bringing that back mm-hmm. for whatever reason we needed to hear it. Um, constricts her, whatever. Um... Like, literally, all I was, like, thinking was, like, literally, what's happening right now? Like, the second you see this motherfucker jump up in the air, you're just, like... What? What? Especially, like, us. We were watching this, like, late because it took us so long to take notes at the fucking beginning before we were, like, fuck it. We're not doing this detail shit. Like, I I was just, like, wait, what? I know. It was, like, fucking 11.30. I had to wake up at fucking 6.30 this morning. I was, like, working on no sleep. And I was, like, I don't understand what did he just do? <laughs> so, after he kills her, he, like, literally just, like, rolls her body into the water. And because J-Lo, Westridge, and fucking Ice Cube are distracted, they don't really notice. And because Denise wasn't really out on the boat beforehand, it's not like they're like, where's Denise? Mm-hmm. They're just, like, assuming she's in the boat somewhere. So, he rolls her body out in the water. And, of course, the knife that she dropped is just in reach of him. So, he grabs it. Um, in the water. Oh, can you guess who's coming? Miss Anaconda. Yes. Um... So, of course, like, everyone's like, we gotta get out of the water! So, J-Lo and Ice Cube are, like, swimming back, and, like, it's coming right at them. And, of course, Westridge, because now he has character development and has changed his ways, is, like, you know, trying to save them. So, he's, like, slapping the water, and he's like, you know, come get me, you big snake. So, of course, the snake's like, okay. <laughs> and immediately, Westridge is like, okay, mistakes were made. Um... And he starts swimming away. So, J-Lo and Ice Cube, our leads, of course, make it back to the boat. Okay. And Westridge is swimming away to the waterfall. And they're like, oh, my God, Westridge, like, go, go. And they're, like, trying to figure out how they can help him. They're, like, searching for the gun or whatever. Um, well, in this time, Void has used the knife to cut free of his ropes, which is a perfect example of why you should have dumped his body and killed his ass so much earlier. Mm-hmm. Because now, you, now, honestly, you motherfuckers have another body on your hands. Because if you had killed him, Denise would be alive. Absolutely. So that's on y'all. Um... So, then we just have this huge struggle where, like, Void's free, so then he's, like, you know, shoving fucking Ice Cube around, J-Lo's got the gun, and it just becomes this whole scene of them on the boat, wrestling for this gun, just, like, you know, hitting each other, whatever. He stabs Ice Cube in the fucking leg at one point, mm-hmm. um, and then he's, like, wrestling with him, and J-Lo has the gun again, and she's trying to shoot him, but Ice Cube's in the way. So, while they're dealing with this drama, you know, Westridge is still fucking trying to get away from the snake. So he's, like, climbing on these wet rocks of the waterfall, trying not to slip off. And he manages to, like, get up behind the waterfall. So it's, like, this, like, sheet of water covering him. But the snake is not stupid. So the anaconda, like, has this moment, and it's a stupid fucking puppet. I love it. Like, coming through the waterfall, like, greeting. That is the one thing I always remember about this movie, is that shot. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um... So it comes to the waterfall at him, and of course, like, Westridge is like, well, like, if I stay here, the anaconda is just going to strike me. So my only possible choice is to jump. So he jumps off to escape, and this is some, oh, god-awful CGI. Yeah. In midair, the anaconda catches him, 
like, damn, and just wraps him up. And as we said, you've seen it a million times. He's wrapping him up. But this time, it's wrapping him up so tightly that it man the anaconda, which got up there because it was, like, going up a tree, mm-hmm. it is constricting Westridge. I almost said Westworld. Christ. Constricting Westridge so tightly that it uproots the fucking tree that it's in. Like, and this is a big-ass jungle tree, y'all. Well, that's a big-ass anaconda. Jesus. And the tree, of course, falls. So, like, the snake goes into the water with Restridge, which, like, he's a fucking lost cause as it is. It doesn't matter. But the tree crashes down on the boat, which you would think would destroy the boat, and it fucking does not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, literally at all. They just, like, makes them have to jump off the boat for a time being. Um, so they all jump into the water. Um, but as the crash hits, this wakes Kale up. Very convenient timing. Yeah, like, he wakes up and it's just like, okay, time to get up now. Um, so, J-Lo gets back on this boat, which apparently is still somewhat intact enough for her to get back on. And Ice Cube's trying to swim back to her, but he's getting caught in debris in the water. And, of course, the fucking snake is already done with Westridge. It's over it. So, it's now onto its next thing, which is Ice Cube. So, it's coming after him. Um, and just as he's about to get up on the boat, fucking already... Mind you, she died less than an hour ago. She died, like, 20 fucking minutes ago, maybe at most. If you're being generous, maybe 10. Yeah, like, 10 minutes ago. Here comes fucking Denise's body rising up from underneath the water, which I'm like, why is it taking her so long to rise up? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that already would have happened. But on top of that, like, she literally looks like she's, like, a bloated corpse that has been, like, in the river for weeks. Like, it's like... (laughs) It makes no sense. But she rises up right between fucking Ice Cube and J-Lo, who obviously to this point did not know she was dead. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh my god, Denise! And then as this starts the distraction and enough time for the anaconda to sneak up again, it strikes Ice Cube, it like catches him like on the shoulder, it bites <sighs> into him. And then, as you've seen a million times... It fucking wraps around him. It's constricting him. Um, but I think he has, like, one arm free. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's trying to use that to, like, you know, reach for J-Lo and yada, 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 but he can't do it. And then, like, for some reason, while it's constricting Ice Cube, the fucking anaconda picks up Denise's bloated corpse. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, just for shits and giggles. And then, like, so J-Lo knows that she's not going to be able to, like, obviously, on her own strength, pull Ice Cube free. So she picks up the gun and... Fires it three times, right dead center into this beautiful anaconda fucking puppet head. And, like, honestly, like, it's pretty, it's not, like, crazy gory, but, like, it's, like, you know, his brains are blown out. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no mistaking it. Like, this motherfucker is dead. So, of course, like, you know, it drops back into the water and Ice Cube is free, yada, yada, yada. But immediately, here comes fucking Voight. He's back up on the boat now. And he, like, gets a hold of the gun. He, like, fucking hits Jayla with it or whatever. And he's, like, pissed off because obviously she's just killed his beloved snake that he was going to make so much money off of. Um, and, like, right as he's about to, like, I don't know, like, possibly... Because I think, like, he, then he's attacking Ice Cube. Yeah. It's just, like, a bunch of fucking fighting. But as essentially he's about to attack somebody, Kale, who, if you remember, just got up, comes up behind him and stabs him with the fucking, like, reptile tranquilizer. So... Uh, while this is happening, he, like, grabs fucking Kale by the throat and, like, reopens his neck wound, and he's just, like, bleeding out from his <laughs> neck, which I was like, okay, Kale's gonna die. Like, they're just both gonna kill each other in this moment. Mm-hmm. No. Fucking Voight just, like, fucking is, like, 
going in and out of consciousness now because of this trank. And then Ice Cube just shoves him into the water. So then, like, Kale is free. And they're kind of, like, they're not, like, if it was me, like, I was fighting the reactions to be like, oh, my God, Kale, no! And he, like, drops to the boat or some shit. And they're, like, you know, his last breaths. But they just kind of go over to him, like, it's okay, Kale, we'll walk you back to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, dog. He was barely fucking making it out here in the first place. And then John Boy just, like, fucking python gripped his throat and ripped it open again. Mm-hmm. Like, he is cannot be that okay. But anywho, I guess he is. Um, I will just say that so, this is where the movie should have ended. Yes. Snake is dead. Villain. Tranked and in the water. You could assume he's dead. Oh, movie, right. it's movie's just over. Like, just fucking done. Just be done with it. I would be okay with what we get next. <sighs> like, all the other crazy snake shit. Yeah. If I didn't have to sit through the John Voight garbage. Yeah. Because of the fact that we've had these two fucking storylines, mainly the snake is, feels like it has been a fucking afterthought for most of the part because we're so focused on being like, isn't John Voight sick and evil? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, I don't give a fuck. Where's the snake? That, like, if it had just been our dream plot of them just being like, we came out here to look at snakes. Oh, no, there's crazy big snakes. Right. That I would have accepted the stuff that comes next. Where I'm like, yeah, just keep piling on the snake shit. But because I've already felt like I've been through a whole ass fucking movie, I don't need the the remaining, like, fucking 20 minutes. Oh. And this movie isn't long. It's, like, 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oof. It just shows you that it's a fucking shit show if it feels this fucking long. Um, so they're riding in the boat again. So it's just the three amigos now. John Boyd's fucking dumped in the fucking river. They come across what is, I guess, an abandoned, like, fucking factory on the water. Yeah. Like, it looks like a fucking shack. It's, like, literally made of the same material that the fucking boat is made of. Like, just rotted wood. Um, so they're like, okay, well, like, literally we have no fuel, if you remember. So we need to stop here and look and see if they have fuel. So they get out. And, of course, you already get the music and the point of view shots. And, like, something's lurking. And you're like, well, what could it be? Like, we've defeated everything. Like, what is left to do? So they go in, and they, like, you know, they find, as they're walking in, like, a bunch of, like, discarded weapons and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Jail's like, I don't want to know what went on here. And it's like, girl, you already know what went on here. <laughs> they were attacked with a fucking anaconda. So they go inside. They find, like, shedded snake skin, yada, yada, yada. And, like, ooh, yippee, some barrels of fuel. But right as they find them, who was lurking but John Voight? Yay. The fact, I mean, I guess this boat is not moving that fast. But also, like, a tranked John Voight, who was dumped underwater for presumably, I'm sure, a good amount of time. Right. First of all, I'm sure would just be dead. Right. Um, but the fact that he kept up enough with the boat, where, like, I'm telling you they were in this factory for, like, what, like, a minute? And he was there? It wasn't like they were, like, perusing for a half hour and he showed up. Like, he was just, like, keeping time with them the whole way. Right. I'm like, I guess he really is a river rat. Jesus. If he can, like, swim that quickly to keep up with them. But essentially, you know, he has a fucking another gun or some shit. And he pulls it on them. And he, like, knocks them out or whatever. And when they come to, they're tied up, like, back to back with each other. And they're sitting on this giant net on the factory floor. Um, and you see, you don't see the whole monkey. But you see that John Voight, while they're tied up, has been draining the blood from, like, a monkey. And it's, like, dripping into this bucket. And you're like, how many fucking monkey deaths are we going to have to sit through? Like... I even, the anaconda hasn't even killed a monkey. I just had to see John Voight do it twice. Yeah. Like, uh, why? Um, but he's dumping into this bucket, and you just know. You're just like, you know. You know, if you're, if you're smart, you know what's coming. Because as they're coming to J-Lo and fucking Ice Cube, John Voight walks over with this bucket of monkey blood and just 
douses them in it. He just, like, throws it on them fucking Carrie at the prom style. Yeah. Like, and they're drenched. And, like, J-Lo's fucking furious. She's like, I will fucking destroy you. And, like, you know, he's like, yeah, well, good luck with that. Because, like, you know, if you put it together, I've thrown monkey blood on you. Because, like, uh, you're going to be bait for the next anaconda. And you're like, what? And it, almost immediately, because they don't give you time for anything, here comes, a, I think, a debatably bigger anaconda. Mm-hmm. Still shitty CGI, don't worry, y'all. Um, and it's just showed up, and, like, John Voight is, like, fucking hiding up on a fucking, like, ladder or some shit. And the anaconda is, like, approaching them, and it's, like, and they're, like, you know, tied up. There's nowhere they can go. They're fucking freaking out. And just as it's, like, about to strike one of them, like, it's opened its big fucking pussy mouth again. Mm-hmm. Like, John Voight, like, pulls this lever that, like, makes the net, like, fucking essentially, like, cast up around them so now they're trapped in this big ass net with this angry fucking anaconda which i'm sure is just making matters worse for them so in this moment that it's traveling like john boy's trying to get his fucking like trank gun ready and it's like why didn't you have it prepared sir mm-hmm. like come to the party prepared you came prepared with another monkey to drain of blood you didn't come with your fucking trank gun ready <laughs> like what are you doing so, of course, like, he can't get it to work. And in this moment of trying to get it to work, the, the anaconda is thrashing so much that, like, one of the fucking, like, bars that the net is held to, it snaps off. And then you have this, like, great, like, almost comedic moment of, like, the net dropping and John Voight being like, uh. <laughs> and the fucking snake being like, what was that, bitch? <laughs> so, of course, the snake is, like, going after John Voight now. And he's trying to run away, and he tries to go back up the ladder, and of course that does him no good, because he cannot climb fucking faster than the snake can strike. So the snake, it's debatably, in my opinion, the worst shot of CGI of the movie, Mm -hmm. because they don't use the snake puppet at all in this, because the snake's moving so fast. It, like, coils up and, like, quickly strikes him in the shoulder, and there's this moment of, like, its, I guess, teeth that we never fucking see, are, like, sunk into John Voight's shoulder, and he's, just, like, sitting in the ladder. He's like, oh, oh. And they, like, hold on him. So you just have this awful shot of, like, you know they shot it with, like, John Voight just, like, pretending he was getting bit on a ladder. And they were like, and we'll add in the snake afterward. <laughs> and it's, just, like, so clearly just, like, CGI, like, fucking, pro- like, special effects on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bad. But so this is, I mean, in my opinion, it's my favorite death of the movie. It's just I wish it had come so much sooner, as we said. Like, the movie already should have fucking ended at this point. Yeah. So... As we've seen already, like, the snake catches him, pulls him down, um, and then, like, because it doesn't wrap him up immediately, it, like, catches his shoulder and he, like, falls, and then he, like, tries to run away, but Ice Cube, in this moment, he, like, uses his feet to, like, do some pulley thing with one of the ropes of the net, which makes the net, like, fly up in front of John Voight, and he can't get through it, and, like, by the time he rips it down, the anaconda's like, hello, bitch, I'm back, and this is when it starts wrapping him up. And this is, like, honestly the level of death, as I'm saying, we needed the rest of the movie. Because everyone else's death is just, like, I was in the water, the anaconda got me, it's wrapping me up, I'm making a face, like, ooh, this hurts. And then I'm dead. Where, like, John Voight's, it's like, he gets wrapped up, like, to the neck. Mm -hmm. Like, all you can see is his fucking face. And the anaconda just, like, slowly squeezes him. And we get to see what they talk about the whole movie about, like, you know, oh, it slowly crushes you and breaks every bone in your body. You can hear the crushing of bones. His face begins to, like, fucking morph almost mm-hmm. because the bones in it are, like, breaking. So his, like, skin is, like, sagging and, like, expanding and all this gross, nasty shit. Yeah. Um, and then, um, let's see. And then, oh, yes. 
So as this is happening, then the anaconda, we get, finally we get another puppet anaconda shot again. Big old vagina mouth opening up. And, and if you think that's as good as it gets, y'all, you're fucking sorely mistaken. Because we see the first shot of just like, here it comes, my big old gummy mouth towards your head. And then someone made the fucking, honestly, fuck, God-tier decision. Let's get a shot, POV, inside the goddamn snake. Not yeah. from the snake's perspective, but like, in the snake. So it's like the camera was in there and they had this huge, like, fleshy pink tunnel that you're, like, looking through as it begins to, like, absorb and expand around fucking John Voight as it swallows him up. Yeah. It is disgusting. It is disturbing. I appreciate the shit out of it because there isn't a lot else to fucking love about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, in my opinion, best death of the fucking movie. I agree. Not only because, like, he deserved it the most because it looks the fucking most ridiculous and most fun and it's still vaginal oh, yes we love anaconda our feminist horror keeping movie. it vaginal oh, god that should be how we end the episode <laughs> keeping it vaginal um meanwhile while this is happening like jlo and ice cube break free um but then of course the anaconda has already swallowed john boy and it's on to the next thing so like then we just get like i'm, I'm not gonna go through yeah, all of this because it's just like a bunch of running around Essentially what proceeds to happen is the snake trips up Ice Cube and he's like, keep running, J-Lo. Like, the snake's not after me. It's after you for some reason. And he was like, J-Lo, go. He, like, broke character and they are like, well, fuck it. Everyone's going to call her J-Lo anyways. Um, so she's running and it's just like a sequence of her running through the factory and the snake's just chasing after her. You know, shit CGI, little silly puppet, you know, mix of the two. And she, like, you know, is discovering all these other fucking snakes in the factory. And she ends up getting cornered in this room with a bunch of snakes. And the fucking anaconda breaks through the door. And remember now, if you can, the iconic moment of regurgitating a fucking monkey at goddamn Westridge. Oh, they said, you thought we couldn't do better? Because we will. Debatably, we'll do worse. I think it works. (laughs) I know that you love it. Um, The snake... If you guys didn't remember when it was literally spelled out for you at the beginning, that snakes will sometimes regurgitate their food to eat it again or to eat something else, this snake voms up John Voight's body, which is just all mashed up because the bones are broken. He's, like, all, like, milky-looking... Looks, again, like, just, like, another bloated corpse. He's, like, covered in, like, fucking, like, snake-innered goo. Um launches it at J-Lo, and of course because it's J-Lo, she's in some fucking, like, you know, parachute pants or whatever and a crop top, so she's got that beautiful tummy showing. And John's Void's body, like, as it launches and lands, like, falls into her stomach, and I, like, gagged. I was like, Ugh! Like, my fucking stomach shriveled up at the thought of, like, his, honestly, him being near me, to be quite honest, but then, like, his gooey, decomposing, half-eaten body touching my spare stomach um years of therapy i would need years but of course she like freaks out and she like throws him oh, off you know what i wrote yeah. down i think you missed what? the best part of that oh moment. i'm getting to okay, it i'm okay, getting okay. to it i'm getting to it um but i also wanted to write i wrote down that he actually looks like one of the melted fucking figures from house of wax 2005 yeah. that's exactly what he looks yeah. like but after she like is like oh my god blah, blah. oh god choices were made as, like, we get the last shot of, like, John Voight's corpse, I guess, where it falls to the ground, because he's still half alive, 
he winks. Yes, he does. He winks right at her. Like, it's literally this gross-ass <gasps> shot of his gross, <gasps> ugh, like, milky, yuck body. And he's like, wink. And it's like, dog, you just got killed. Like, how are you still trying to be on your creep shit Ugh. of, like, hey, little mama, but also, like, aren't I funny? I don't care about anything. I have no remorse. It's like, you just got fucking destroyed by the snake. Why are you winking? It's just a reflex. His body's so used to it. It just happens in death, and I fucking love it. It's, it's so gross. It's my favorite part of the movie because it just doesn't make any sense, and it's gross, but it's also funny. Like, it's just a great combination. I really fuck with that one moment. It's just, like, this movie, like, doesn't know, which I'm sure for some people it works. Like, I'm in general, like, I will go on record and say that, like, most, for the most part, like, those sci-fi, like, you know, creature feature movies, whether it's Big Spiders, Sharknado, shit like that, I'm not a fan of them. I feel like the whole point of them is, like, we're making it because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm sure, like, people find that fun, like, not to be, like, an elitist horror fan because that stuff is still horror and horror fans still like it. It's just not my fucking horror. Like, I, but it's, like, Anaconda plays this line of being, like, no, we're a big-budget, serious, scary, big monster movie. Mm-hmm. But then they also throw in some sci-fi channel original shit like this, where it's, like, and then they throw up the corpse, and he wings. Yeah. Dink! And it's, like, okay, y'all need to pick a side. Because even though I don't like the fucking sci-fi channel stuff for the most part, I at least have more respect for it, where I'd be, like, okay, well, the whole time they were fully just leaning into, like, this is ridiculous. But it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like the whole movie, like, they were being, like, yeah, we know this is a, a ridiculous movie. Right. Like, there's definitely moments that were, like, played to be, like, LOL, here's a joke. Like, you know, Westridge, you know, getting threatened by Ice Cube that he's going to kill him or whatever. But, like, for the most part, it's, like, oh, my God, like, something's going on. And there's also one Anaconda. And I'm, like, it just does not play well. So, essentially, after this fucking corpse gets thrown up, we continue the running, yada, yada, yada. And Ice Cube is downstairs hatching a plan. He's, like, yelling to J-Lo in the factory. And he's, like, you know... We have to, like, trap it somehow. So, like, there's, like, a fucking smokestack or something in this factory. So, like, she's climbing up it or going toward it. And she's, like, I'm going to trap it in here. And at the same time, like, Ice Cube, because the snake is so long, he, like, axes the tail of the fucking snake, I guess, to pin it down. Mm-hmm. Because then we have a sequence where, like, JLo's at the top of the smokestack. She's, like, trying to get out because Ice Cube is also, like, fucking thrown, like, fuel all over the floor. And he's, like, we're going to light this place up. We're going to explode it with the snake inside of it. And that's how we're going to solve this problem. So she's, like, stuck. She can't get the fucking smokestack thing open. But, like, thankfully, because Ice Cube has, like, at least trying to, like, keep this end of the snake pinned. It can't lurch at her fully. But it's getting closer and closer. And she, like, is struggling with this fucking door. And so finally she gets it open. She gets outside. They, like, whatever, like, you know, Ice Cube's outside. He, like, lights the place up. It's, like, starting to burn. It's only a matter of moments before it's going to explode. And JLo's outside, like, hanging on for dear life. And the snake is, like, trying to get out. It's, like, already on fire a little bit. And this is just, like, so ridiculous. Mind you, like, the fucking... A huge-ass anaconda is after her. It's going to fucking kill her. On top of the fact that this factory is, like, seconds away from exploding. And Ice Cube is like, jump! And all that's beneath her is the water. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't! It's too high! And it's like, girl... Like, that's what you're gonna... not the time. That's what you're afraid of right now? Exactly. It's like, okay, fear of heights is valid. I have it. But if it was in a moment where it's like, I have to jump off a really high thing into some water or like most certainly die, girl, I'm taking that leap. Because it's like the worst that could happen is you still die. Mm -hmm. Like, 
at least there's a chance you'll survive. So, of course, like, you know, she jumps off at the last second, and then, like, you know, the factory explodes seconds after her, as they're in the water. Um, I think, like, Ice Cube pulls her up on, like, the dock, and they watch it explode. And you would think, like, a huge explosion, like, it's a fucking huge explosion. A huge explosion like this is gonna blow this goddamn snake to pieces. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. We just see the snake, like, kind of writhing through the air, burnt to a crisp, it's on fire, and it falls into the water. But at least, I guess, you're supposed to assume, like, you know... Okay, well, it burned alive. It's dead. Mm-hmm. Its corpse is in the water now. So so I just realized Jayla was not on the dock yet because after it falls into the water and she's, like, swimming, the snake rises up out of the water. I think it's still on fire, possibly. Like, I don't know how. I don't give a fuck. But it's coming after her, some alive somehow. So, like, you know, she's swimming, 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 and, like, he fucking... Ice Cube at the last second pulls her up. Now she's on the dock. And, of course, like, because it's been burning this whole time, the snake finally, like, dies, goes down into the water. We're like, okay, great. So they, like, take a breath, and then Ice Cube's like, all right, well, we still got to get the fuck out of here. So I'm going to go back and get the fuel. Just, like, chill here How for was he going to get the fuel when he blew it all up? That's my th- – I literally wrote that. I was like, how the fuck is there fuel? Because even if you didn't dump all of it, that explosion definitely ruptured every one of those little fuel yeah. tubs. Like – the fa- like the thing is like they're like oh well like, it just blew up the smokestack there's no way no. there's no fucking way because you lit you didn't light the fire in the smokestack you were just using the smokestack to trap the snake in there which that didn't even make a lot of sense I'm not trying to fucking get into the logistics of it it's a goddamn big snake movie like but yeah they're like I'll go get the fuel I'm like did you drag a barrel out before you exploded the place because like I don't think it survived. But as he's walking away, very much which obviously the movie I'm about to reference came after but you know I can't help myself. Very much like the ending of Friday the 13th, 2009. (laughs) I was like, she's going to reference the original Friday the 13th. She's going to reference Scream. No. The only reason I'm referencing 2009 is because in 2009 when he comes up through the dock, which is what happens here. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm uneducated. I am uneducated, but not on this. Um, The snake... One for one last scare, as Randy would say, comes up through the dock trying to get at J-Lo, and fucking Ice Cube, like, runs back. He has, like, an axe now. I don't know if it's... I don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah. Picks up an axe and, like, just starts hacking at the fucking snake's head until it dies, and he gets... He calls it a bitch. Mm-hmm. He's like, bitch, and it, like, falls into the water, and you're like, okay, can we end it now? So finally, like... They're safe. They get back on the boat. They have, like, a moment of, like, J-Lo, like, checking on Kale. And they embrace. They hug. It's finally over. And as they're, like, I don't even know, like, fucking floating away on the raft that is still somehow intact, what do they see from around the fucking corner of, like, some reefs or some shit? But the Shirashama, a.k.a. the People of the Mist tribe, just peacefully sailing in their boats. They were like, hey, we like it's like a fucking family that was like on vacation <laughs> and just got back to like the neighborhood. It's like if you were like a family that was on vacation during the events of like poltergeist and you come back to the neighborhood and your neighbor's house is just like getting absorbed into a vortex. <laughs> like that's what they've done. They're just like sailing around and of course like they're like, oh my God, they're there. And after all this shit, like I would just be like so exhausted. So like, I, okay, wow. What are the odds? I don't care. Like, I'm so tired. And they're like, oh, my God. Wait, Ice Cube, get the camera. We have to we have to film. It's like, are y'all serious? Like, what footage do you have? You, went, you, you filmed, like, two fucking scenes at the beginning of this movie. 
you didn't film anything in between because you were dealing with John Voight's crazy ass and a snake and you didn't film any of that. Yeah. Like, what is the point of filming this other than to be like, LOL, remember that time that we suffered great losses and almost died and then the thing we were looking for appeared right at the end? Isn't that so funny? I guess. A happy ending. So, yeah, and then it's just like, you know, you get like some beautiful fucking flute music as you, like, pan out on this, like, sunset river. And that, my friends, is motherfucking Anaconda 1997. It's more exhausting to watch than I remember. And honestly, by the last 20 minutes, it's tiring to even talk about. The thing about it is just, like, there's definitely going to be people that watch it that'll be like, oh, but it's so fun and blah, blah, I'm At least I'm going to say for myself. Obviously, you're going to be able to give your opinions when we give our ratings in a moment. Um, uh, well, I guess we should just use this to go right into our yeah, ratings, right? Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, I gave this Anaconda on our scale um, a stoner bro, two stars out of five, um, which obviously I think is, yeah, I think it's the lowest one I've given yet. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's like, you go into this you know, knowing it's bad cinema, and obviously we're, we're giving us a lot of shit, deservedly so. And there's going to be some people that are like, oh, but it's really fun. It's so silly and ridiculous. I love it. And that's fine. And I'm not even saying that I didn't also think it's ridiculous. But it's it's one thing to be like, oh, my God, it's like a Friday night. You're chilling with the homies. Let's put on Anaconda, eat some junk food, have some drinks, whatever, and, like, have a good time, right? Like, oh, yeah, it's the perfect movie to put on for that. And it's going to be really fun. You're going to have a great time. To sit and watch it by yourself w- Obviously, yeah, we're taking notes on top of it, which didn't help. But, like, even if I just watched this by myself, which I think was kind of the case when I watched it with my mom because she falls asleep 20 minutes into every movie, um, it's just not the movie to watch completely sober by yourself. Like, it's just not fun. Like, it's a great movie if you want to get fucked up and or you want to watch it with friends. Like, yeah, then you're going to have a good time. But, like, this is not the one, girl. If you're like, what do I want to watch tonight to have fun? There are other ridiculous movies that I would suggest before I suggested watching Anaconda by yourself. I absolutely agree. I also gave it two stars. Stoner Bro. Look at us. Amazing. Agreeing. Amazing. Um, is also... We've agreed on most everything except for Tourist, tourist Trap. trap. Yeah. And honestly, you won me over a little bit with Tourist I know. Trap. So. Usually we're so different about our opinions on movies. So this is weird. I can't wait till we... Uh, Start to fight it out. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that I have a love for this movie because of the nostalgia factor of the fact that I saw it so much when I was younger and I saw it before probably any other water creature movie. Obviously, Uh I didn't see Jaws till like much later and like... I, yeah, I really don't can't think of, like, any water movie that, like, I would have watched other than, like, Free Willy that would have terrified me. Um, right. Which is not a horror movie, but to me it is. And <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, I just thought this was, like, really fun and cool and, like, J-Lo's so cool. I love J-Lo. But rewatching it, I agree with everything that you've said. It is not that much fun by yourself. Um, if I had watched it with Greg, I'm sure I would have had a great time. Um, I give it two stars, truly, just because I like that snake. I think it's stupid, and I like it. Yeah. And, um, it loses three stars because it's kind of boring and over, you know, over-explained and convoluted, and there's just so much that I don't need, um, and not enough of what I do need. So, two stars. I do recommend that you watch it just for, like, the fucking accent and the regurgitated wink at the end, um... But it's definitely a bad movie that it's like, as you were saying, like, you know, it's considered like one of the best bad movies yeah. of all time. 
once again, like, I, yeah, I, I think we feel exactly the same. I would suggest watching it so you've seen it at least once. If you can, watch it with a friend. Like, Because it's going to make it much more fun because then you can both, like, be like, isn't this ridiculous? We're having so much fun, whatever. Like, like we had fun talking about it on the podcast, but when we were, like, and I'm sure if we watched it together, oh, my God, we'd have a time. Mm-hmm. But we watched it separately by ourselves. Like, so the actual experience of watching it was, like, a necessary evil to be able to then talk about it and have fun then. Absolutely. So, I mean, check it out just for J-Lo, maybe. Um, and then check out the fucking reboot if it comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well. And, I mean, maybe be on the lookout for a possible Jaws mini so We'll see. Just a very quick I'm going to pressure her into uh, it. A quick thanks to end things up. Um, we just want to do a quick thank you to Bridget Elizabeth XO on Instagram for our artwork that we love so much. Um, we want to thank Nathan at Official Blue Caprice on Instagram for our wonderful, spoopy, and fun introduction music. And, of course, Greg at Volante Views on Twitter for editing our show and putting up with me. Um, I think that's all and we yeah, got And you today. can follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror or send us an email about, I don't know, some fun at thegirlswhocriedbehorror at gmail.com. Absolutely. And thanks for listening, as always. And yes. keep it spoopy, baby. Yeah, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.